Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. <laughs> Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast? I will tell you right now, in the beginning, I don't want to go ahead and I, I don't know because I don't know what I'm naming this show yet. So I don't want to bamboozle you with a name that misleads you in some way. I will tell you, it is the 4th of July. Hi. Uh, we're recording this Thursday morning. Uh, should we have recorded it Wednesday night? Probably. But, you know, it's the holidays, man. No, it isn't. Fuck that. I'm just a guy who's doing things on Thursdays now. But not now. I'm, I'm, double, I'm double switching back to next week. You don't fucking care. Nobody wants to hear a pile of promises. Uh, but I will tell you this. Because it is a holiday... And uh, and today is Thursday, and I'm I'm uh, I'm supposedly going to a cookout today. I still haven't heard anything from uh, from my family. It's uh, I will tell you this. I'll share this with you. It's a weird thing. Like uh, you know, I have brothers, but I don't talk to them very often, or at least I didn't talk to them very often. I certainly didn't talk to them. I didn't talk to my older brother Lenny for like twelve years. Uh, I haven't talked to my brother Scott. I talked to him like once a year, maybe. You know, on his birthday, I'll, I'll send him a text or whatever the fuck. It's just. Uh, we, you know, we were all, we were all hunkered down in such a fucking uh, war zone of a childhood, I guess is what you'd call it. I've described that on previous shows, certainly. Uh, and I wonder if that's led to us all just kind of splitting off and going completely different areas. Or let me go ahead and throw this at you. Maybe it's just led to me doing that where I just run away and I, I don't uh, I don't involve myself. I don't know. I can't figure it out because uh, I just went two nights ago. And I, I went, I took my brother, my brother Scott's in town. He's been here for almost a month. I've only seen him twice. And I'm, I'm mad at myself for that. I don't know why I've only seen him t- two times. I, I picked him up. I took him to dinner one night and uh, we went to a place called the Bellwether and we fucking hung out and we talked for like three hours, four hours. And I mean, I, I, I really loved it. It was really cool seeing my brother. And in my head, I was like, well, this is fun. I mean, there's, there's a cool thing to hang out with your, your family, maybe to a certain extent. <laughs> I mean, I see, cause again, Lenny and I, you know, we didn't talk for twelve years. Uh, go see my one man show or buy my CD, and uh, and I'll and you'll know why. Uh, but then eventually, you know, he reached out and everything was fine, and we fixed it. But at the same time, man, there's a there's a lot of fucking stuff there. There's a lot of baggage, a lot of shit that ran under a goddamn bridge that, that the two of us then destroyed. Um, so as the, as we are still friends, and I do see him, he's but he's built an entire life on his own that I'm not a part of, and vice versa. But the difference is he's got kids to dive into. He's got friends. He's got his comedy career. He's got all that different stuff. And I kind of, I double shifted backwards and I don't, I don't have kids and things like that to concentrate on. So when he comes to town, 
I'll do this thing where I'm like, hey, man, while you're here, like, you know, let's hang out or let's watch a game or let's just fucking, uh, it would be cool to just, you know, like you said, get together or whatever. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then uh, he's in town for four days and I don't hear from him. Then he's like, hey, yeah, you know, and I give him a lift to the airport or whatever. I drive him to Long Beach. So the, usually the times I see Lenny are when I'm picking him up or I'm dropping him off. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, we're not sharing egg salad. You know what I mean? We're not fucking hanging out and have a good time. And then, and that's just the way life is. And I get it. But I find myself now, uh, you know, in the twilight here as we're all drifting toward the end of our lives, <laughs> regretting it a little bit that I don't have that kind of relationship with brothers and family. I mean, I have because all of my friends were my brothers, Jeff and Max and Dennis and, and uh, Woj and, and Jimmy O. Uh, those dudes are that's that's my family. Essentially, those guys came in and they were absolutely my uh, my brothers, uh, and big guy and, and all those guys. But but they're all everybody's spread out. You know, Ox in Arizona, I'm in, uh, in fucking, you know, Max is back in Chicago, Dennis is in Denver. I, here's a roll call of everybody I know and where the fuck they are. Hi, how you doing? Um, so it's not like I can call them to hang out. And then here it was Jimmy and Pat. I hung out with them all the time. Well, you know, Pat's got a family and Jimmy's got a family. And, and I, I don't, uh, you know, Siegel's single, but he's gone. He's gone like four weeks to Wimbledon or whatever the fuck. He's meeting monkeys uh, in the jungle, which is cool. Uh, I, I guess this is me just regretting things. I, 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 and I shouldn't, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm looking so forward to Toronto and I'm looking forward to Canada and why I'd love to go to Cincinnati in, in October, which I just found out if I do that, there's no show happening <laughs> because the theater is, uh, has changed. It is always the way it works. I booked a theater in Cincinnati last year and I went and did a show and it was perfect. It was the perfect size. It was a perfect price. Everything worked out great to do that. And uh, <clears throat> so I contacted uh, our friend Colette, who's there, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'd love to come back into the theater again this year, probably in October. And she's like, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, the price is probably tripled, and they're doing, and, and she explains this whole thing. And I'm like, of course. I mean, fucking of course. It was, it was, because it was too perfect. It was too perfect for me to go there and, uh, and, and, and do a show and hang out and visit. And, uh, and look, this is my own fault. Again, I don't run my career like a career. I'm, I, I'm like, Hey, you know, I think more about the fact I'm going to see people and have, and have, uh, and be friends, uh, like in Toronto, I'm not doing an official show. I'm going to record a podcast while I'm there. Uh, and now I'm actually recording two podcasts while I'm there. Hold on. Yod. Fuck. It's a 4th of July. you with a firework. I, uh, so I might, I might wind up recording two shows while I'm in, in, in Toronto, but even so, I'm not doing a show on stage for people. And that feels a little weird. Like, I mean, I, I but also it feels weird to make my friends buy tickets to a show. And it's the thing is like in Cincinnati, I was talking to Colette. I go, look, here's the thing. I mean, I would love to just come to town and hang out. But coming to town for seven days and hanging out, that's, you know, I don't make any money. And, and unfortunately, I here's here's the thing. I'm a guy who needs to make money. I got bills, man. As you know, as we all know, as we all got bills. Uh, so they, again, this is a lot of me, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm worried that I, I, uh, what are the fuck? Who cares? So I am supposed to go to a cookout today. Uh, that let's double back on that. Um, but yeah, I find myself not having anybody to hang out with. And that's a, you know, I'm, I'm, I wish I had more people to hang out with is my point. Um, but then, but now I'm going to hear from somebody and they're gonna be like, you should hang out with me. And then I'm not, I'm not going to like that person and be like, nah, I can't because <laughs> I want to hide in my house. What a fucking weirdo. Hi. Um, so I'm going to a cookout today at some point here on the 4th of July. I've waited until this morning to record the show because that uh, reasons, I don't know, because I'm a fucking, apparently I've done that thing now, but uh, who cares? We're here now. Thursday I'm recording. Yay. And this will come out. But, I, but the point I was trying to explain to you and I was going to leave you guys with, or at least let you know right up front, um, 
because I do have this thing that I have to go to this afternoon and all this stuff, I'm going to, uh, we're going to go and I, I'm going to do a Twitch throwback episode. I've been threatening to do it for, uh, for a few weeks now. And uh, it's not even a threat, really. But I mean, I, you know, I, I, and you're going to make fun of me. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, this sounds ridiculous. I'm doing it. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to do it. Uh, you know, I've had uh, other people say, you should never do that. And my brain works in a way where I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But then also there's, you know, I don't mind uh, using my back catalog. I've been trying to figure out a way to do this in the right way. And, and, and when Twitch people uh, join up and they're like, fuck, I didn't even know you did a podcast. It makes me go, well, fuck, now I want to go ahead and throw an old episode of the podcast in so they can hear it. Now, look, is it available at YouTube? It is, but a lot of people are subscribing to the show now through iTunes, and this will be a way to get them to listen to an older episode, and then they can double back and find the stuff on YouTube. I know it's it's my marketing campaign idea. I know there are people who don't think it's a fucking good idea and, and, and all that, but also uh, it's... Uh, it's a holiday week. You know what I mean? It's 4th of July week, so let's let's all just go watch some fucking fireworks and have some streamers or whatever the fuck happens. I'm going to light some snakes. I'm going to grab a sparkler. I'm going to get a Roman candle and blast that shit into the fucking air. And uh, and then and in the meantime, you guys can share in my past. We'll all celebrate because that's, you know, it's the 4th of July. We're celebrating when uh, America's birthday. We're celebrating when America became a place. Because uh, right now, as a matter of fact, in D.C., they're doing a parade. I don't know if you're aware of that. They're going to have, uh, I, I don't know what time it starts. But uh, but I know that they're going to have tanks rolling through the streets of D.C. And I'll tell you what, I grew up in a world where we were always told that tanks rolling through the streets of the nation's capital was a bad thing. That always it would always happen in some fucking banana republic. Some junta had shown up. Anwar Sadat takes four in the face and everything has changed because they're having a military parade with flybys and shit like that. We were told growing up that's a bad thing. But guess what? Everything's changed now in America. Everything has pivoted to the point where all that shit you thought was fucking crazy and stupid and wrong. No, there's some section of the public who thinks it's fucking fabulous that we're going to have tanks rolling through the streets of D.C. and and fucking jets flying over the goddamn city. And I don't uh, I don't know why this, hey, let's all fucking jerk off the military thing is still uh, is still happening. And I will tell you this again, I hate to be this dude. Uh, I've seen this coming for fucking years when they did fucking God bless America at baseball games after 9-11. They started to rally around the troops in this way where, you know, hey, look, you've joined the military and that's a fucking cool ass thing. And I respect you and your service because I could never do something like that. And then it became, hey, how dare you ever question anything that they fucking do? And what, well, if you didn't fucking serve, you don't get to say a fucking word. And then you go, okay, well, but the you know the president he didn't serve, he had a chance, and he didn't. Yeah, oh, that's the that's different, MAGA. Uh, I don't want to get into this. I literally don't on the fourth of July. But the point is, uh, you know, people think this parade is out of line, and I did it first as well. But then I thought to myself, you know what? There's nothing more American than putting a fuck ton of firepower in a small space and just seeing what the fuck happens. I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but I hope it's fucking explosions and bullshit. I hope a tank goes awry. I hope somebody just fucking leaps in and just turns it on the crowd. I, I Look, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy chaos. I don't want anybody to die, per se. How about this? How about if a guy like just goes rogue, some fucking military captain, and they're like, ha ha, this is the best. And he jumps into a tank. and Because we had a, one time when I was a kid, a guy stole a tank and he drove through the streets of San Diego. It was fucking amazing. That was cool as shit. I did jokes about that when it happened. I was doing stand-up. I was a kid. I was 22 or whatever the fuck. But this dude literally took a tank and he drove through the streets of San Diego. I say that's what happens now. I say somebody in fucking D.C. just hops into a tank and goes absolutely fucking rogue. Now, the only bad news is, uh, you know, when the dude did it in San Diego, 
there was, you know, it was he was the only tank. It was all police cars and motorcycles and bullshit. If this guy steals a tank, he's not getting far because there's a fucking thousand other tanks that are surrounding him and they're all going to blast the shit out of him. But isn't that the fun part? I want this dude to steal a tank and go rogue and just like try to blast the fucking Lincoln Memorial. Just like blow the shit out of it or blow or, or knock down the Washington Monument. Let's have fun. Let's really, you know what? Let's call this. Let's make this a 4th of July to fucking remember. Fuck parades. We got parades every goddamn year. Let's have some guy steal a tank and blow the fuck out of the Washington Monument. How about that? Just circumcise that fucking thing. Just blow the head off. Boom. How about that? And yes, I know circumcision and blowing the head off aren't the same thing, but I'm just saying I'm going extreme measures. We could circumcise it if you want. Just take a little off around the uh, around the edges. Take a little off the top. Uh, yeah, but so I'm rooting for that. That'd be totally fun because then, like I said, then 15 other dudes run into tanks and then yakety sacks plays on the on the national lawn or whatever the fuck. And on the what is it? What's it called? The, the Is it the national lawn? I don't even know the fucking name of it is. And then Yakety Sax plays, and one guy's in a tank just blasting shit, and the other guys are all chasing him. I would fucking love that. A tank chase sent to Yakety Sax. That's, you know what? That's this fucking country. In, in a nutshell, right now, a fucking tank chase through the streets of the Capitol set to yakety sacks. That's everything you need to know about fucking America in 2019. Holy shit, would that be? Hold, oh, whoa, hold on. Uh, I have, I'm having an earthquake. This is fucking weird. Okay. I, I mean, I'm moving. I'm fucking swaying, dudes. Uh, it's not stopping. Norm- normally these things go for, I mean, I'm shaking dudes. My chair is moving. Can you, can you hear the shit? Jesus. <laughs> this is okay. Haha. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's still waving. It's still rolling a little bit. Whoa, dudes. Can you, you hear my neighbor's hunt sign? Holy fuck. Was that weird? Dudes, that lasted that had, that lasted like 45 seconds. Was that a minute? I don't even know how fucking long that was. It's never that fucking long. And, and we were moving. I mean, I was swaying back and forth. The fucking tables were going. My monitors were... Dudes, dudes. Oh, fuck, dudes. The bad thing about that. Holy shit. I hope to God that was centered here. I hope that was centered here. Because if that wasn't centered here and we got that from somewhere else, then things are fucked up. Oh, look at me rooting for fucking chaos in the Capitol. All of a sudden, this fucking shit happens. Well, you know what? Actually, that could have been tanks rolling through the streets of Los Angeles. If I missed something, the fuck have I missed? Uh, all right. My neighbors are outside. They're uh, oh, they're looking at the pool. I think they're because the the water's coming out of the pool. Uh, I'm gonna go. All right, I gotta go see just to make sure that the, everything hasn't gone to hell. All right, I'm uh, <laughs> weird. I'll be back. <laughs> man, auditions make me so nervous. Oh man, I climb into my own head all the time. What are you here for? Ship brigade. 
I'm here for Shipper Gate too. No way, that's yeah, great. Yeah, Who are you yeah. reading for? I'm reading for Corn Bits. Oh, Corn Bits, I saw that in there. It's not a bad part. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm here for Constable Bob Shart. Oh, see, I wanted to be Constable Bob Shart. It's a good piece. Yeah, it's it a good piece. But I'll tell you what, I really, I really want a shot at Lieutenant Diarrhea Davis. You know you got the build for it. Right? Thank yeah. you. I thought so too. Yeah, and that yeah. moment on Shit Mountain when he blows the shit conk? Yes. That's a game changer. That's your hero moment right there. I want a shot at that. Can can you play the shit conk? I brought my own shit conk. You did? I was third chair shit conk in high school. Can I get all my corn bits? Everybody corn Ooh, bits? That, that's me, man. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Wish me luck. All right, break a shit. Hi. <laughs> uh, all right. So it is now two hours uh, since I last, since I went and checked and everything, because <laughs> that's how I handle my, look, I had momentum. Look, I don't, I don't do the show on Thursday because I'm, I'm, I thought it would be a good thing. I do it because it's very hard for me now to have momentum and sit down and talk sometimes. So when I had momentum there and, uh, Jesus interrupted it by fucking doing jumping jacks over the fuck. Um, I then, I then went out and talked to my neighbors and then, uh, and, and it was funny. Um, you remember I talked about the the kid who's like real heavy and he when he walks he doesn't pick his feet up so it's like his feet go and he's walking and he drags his slippers or flip flops uh whatever like I want to have a talk to him I want to go dude look you could uh you need to go to the gym or stop eating and I feel bad about that I'm trying to help him because I'm the same guy and if you get too big and it just gets he just gets it runs away from you um but I walked outside and he's out there with his his family is in town for the fourth and they're not from here. He's like, and because I, I walked out, he goes, "Look at the pool." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Look at the pool." I came out. I, I, that's crazy. That's my first earthquake, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." I go, "No, I've been, I've been in a, a million of them." Uh, I go, "But that, that one was big." And he goes, "Oh yeah." I go, "No, dude." I go, "We have to hope that that was centered here, because if that's because with the rumble that I got, you know what I mean." I'm like, "If that, if that is, if that was centered in Los Angeles, because uh, again, it's that thing where." If it's if it was hit here in in my town where I live in the valley, then that rumble was a good rumble, and you're like, okay, cool. It was centered here. It was probably like a four point five or whatever the fuck, but it was good. But if it was if it was a big one far you know further away, that could fuck things up. So, I, I know it's weird. It's earthquake math, and it's fucking weird. But but if you feel a big shake like I had here, uh, you have you're hoping it's it was here and and not because all right, let's I'll try to put it in better terms. When I was in Lake Tahoe in 1989, I felt an earthquake. I was at work and I was like, this is fucking weird. Like we we were we shook at at the pizza place and we never had fucking earthquakes in Lake Tahoe because it's so far north. Um and uh, a guy came in and it, it turned out that you know, I uh the it was the San Francisco earthquake that that knocked all the power out, killed the World Series, it was that monster quake. And it was like a 7-2 or something like that, but that's how far away it was, and we still felt it in Tahoe, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm saying. If we felt this big shake here, if it was centered here, then that's fine. But if, if this was like centered in San Diego, San Diego's gone. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way San Diego would have that big of a fucking shake, and we would feel it up here with that kind of magnitude. So I went outside, talked to my neighbors, and it's so funny. Again, there's the people who are who are used to this, and this is what my third fucking earthquake when I've been recording. That's crazy, but that was, but dudes, that right there was a fucking earthquake that that I just had now, uh, and not not scary because again, I think they're cool. Like I said, they come out of fucking nowhere, but that uh, I don't even want to listen to how I sounded because it was it was freaky, dudes. Like you know, you're sitting here and all your shit starts moving and stuff, and you're swaying back and forth. I'm on a chair with wheels and shit, and I'm holding onto the table, but uh, but it's different. 
you know, it's again, like I said, tornadoes, they give you that fucking warning and you're waiting the whole fucking time for it to show up. God, I wish I was on a Twitch live stream and that hit. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, you, your whole house starts shaking it, and nothing got knocked over, but still it was a really good rolling shake, which you, uh, you, again, if it was from, if it was, what, if it was from far away, somebody's in trouble. Um, like if that was centered in Santa Monica, there could be a tsunami. It's just, it's, and again, you don't need me to fuck it. I'm not fucking Captain Weather. What the fuck? So, uh, I went outside and the new people who are not, who've never had them. They're just like, oh my God, they're like, you can see they're like all fucking shaking up and they're taking photos of the water spilling out of the pool and shit. And then there's the people like my buddy Oscar and me, and we just kind of look at each other and he looks at me, he looks down. Um, I told you he's from, uh, Switzerland, I think. And he just goes, that was a good one. And I'm like, it was a good one. That one was a good one. Um, then I came back inside. Immediately went on Twitter, of course, because that exists. And uh, thankfully, it was not tanks rolling through the fucking cities of uh, the streets of Los Angeles. Um, it was an earthquake. And I follow a thing called QuakeBot. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I was like, there's some town that's had a fucking, it, it, gets, it gets 15 earthquakes a day of like 1.5s. So you've got to be totally, and, and those don't really register where you're walking and you're shaking or anything. But if you get 10 of them, I got to think you feel that shit, right? So, but this one was a fucking black, oh. I'm sorry, my neighbors are still outside talking. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it is, um, it's a cookout, but I mean, it's fucking three hours later. You'd think they'd drop it. Uh, or maybe they're talking about cookout stuff. I can't hear what they're saying. Anyway, uh, but but they, you know, that that was a good fucking shake. So then I Googled it and I looked on Twitter and, uh, and you know, people, of course, because it's LA earthquake, feel that? Everybody felt that? Who felt that? And they're all talking to one another and they're, and they're telling the world that there was an earthquake. And I realized quickly that there was no damage it didn't look like. Um, but it's all, it's all super fast. So I immediately went to QuakeBot to try to find out what they said on Twitter and they hadn't put up a thing yet. And then I looked and people were still, you know, people are ahead of even QuakeBot for fuck's sake. And then QuakeBot said it was a fucking 6.6, uh, but it was located 140 miles north of me. Like, and it's centered in, in a, uh, like a fucking desert town, like where there's nothing, uh, Ridgecrest or some shit like that. I think there's a hospital there. So hopefully they're all okay. But, but um, but dodged a fucking bullet. Cause if that was centered in a, cause uh, the, the Northridge quake was like a 7.2. That was the, that was the one that I was in that threw me out of bed. That one was fucking insane. Uh, the Whittier quake was also really bad. Those were, I was in both of those and those were, those were crazy. Like where you could, you know, you were like one of those things where you were trying to stand up and you were worried if you could, you know what I mean? Like when I got thrown out of bed, I landed on the ground, I just wake up on the ground and I'm fucking like, I try to stand up and then I kind of topple over onto the bed. It was like, there was no way to get your footing. You were, it, it feels like your head's all jumbled because the whole fucking world is moving and you don't know why, especially when you're just thrown out of a dead sleep. Um, but, but this is a 6.6 and at least it was centered far away. I mean, if that would have been centered here, dudes, uh, you know, shit would have collapsed. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where everything, and thank God they retrofit my building now, now, cause now, you know, uh, that's what I'm saying is I just spent the last few hours now, of course, because I had momentum when I was talking to you guys. Um, uh, but now, uh, I went and I just fucking start reading about earthquakes, start reading about this. And it turns out that they're like, uh, this, this area, I guess last year had a couple of quakes around five, um, and, and so they're like, they expect more, expect aftershocks, expect this stuff, stuff to happen. And cause that's the thing is earthquakes. That's a, it's a completely inexact science. They can't, pre- what was that? Oh, it's fucking 4th of July. Every time I hear a bang now, I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Somebody get shot. Uh, I'm the oldest of old men. I literally, I just, 
I can't believe the government hasn't issued me a lawn by now, just so I could tell people to get off of it. I, I wind up, I try to be young and fun and morale having a good time, and then inevitably I'll just be like, ah, there's a crick in my neck. What the fuck? What's that loud noise? I mean, it's so bad. I sit in silence all the fucking time, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is the fucking shit. This is it. This is what you're all looking for. Goddamn, silence is the best. Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> How you doing? Good to have you back. Um... So I, you know, my neighbors, like I said, the new people are out there still kind of, and, and it's the, the novelty of your first one doesn't wear off. You know I mean? I, I, I've told the story of Karen's first earthquake when she went to bed and she was completely naked and, and then she wakes up and she walks out naked and she's standing in a doorway naked. And I'm like, honey, all right. You know, neighbors are running around. Um, but you know, she, she just, uh, you know, she knew getting a doorway when she's like half asleep, kind of yawny and like rubbing her eyes like, uh, and she's like, is this an earthquake? I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, you know, so it's it's it, when it's your first one, you're just like, whoa, what the fuck, man? That's my that's new. That's amazing. Because also you realize that it didn't kill you. So that's why I said I'd rather take a fucking earthquake over a tornado anytime. I mean, tornadoes are fucking brutal, man. They just, you know, and again, like I said, the weight is, is what kills you. But an earthquake just sort of shows up. Now, I'll tell you, if you're in one like this today where it was shaking pretty good and we were rolling and I was like, all right. Because again, like I said, my brain immediately goes to if we're getting this shake, I hope it's centered here. I hope it's not fucking somewhere else because right now there are people lying in rubble. If it was this, this was centered in a goddamn city. Um, but thankfully, it was out in the middle of bumfuck fucking desert except for one hospital. I feel so bad for those people. I'm like, ah, good. Fuck those people. I hope they got fucking roped anyway. Uh, <laughs> it seems ridiculous. Um, all right. So, uh, and, and maybe that again, maybe that was fucking Jesus telling me not to do a Twitch throwback. I don't know. Uh, but, but I, but I think it's a good idea. It's a holiday. And I, the thing that led me to take the holiday off, um, I, cause I would, my brain and I'm not even taking it off, I guess, or am I sort of, I'm still talking. Um, but I'm putting up a, I'm putting up an older show because it's an, and it's an older show that I've been threatening to put up for a couple of weeks. And I'm not threatening. I love it. I love my older shows. I want to try to figure out a way to use them in a way to get people on board. And so new Twitch people who listen to the show, this episode that you're going to hear today is from year one. I'll, I'll describe it at the end when we do things, but I got to go and I got to do plugs and shit here anyway. Um, but when I saw this, old, and again, you'll mock probably, uh, never not funny took the week off. And they they put up an old episode in their feed. They put up a video episode of them just sitting around and talking, but they used an older episode in the feed. And uh, and and what I I know this will sound ridiculous. I saw the post on Facebook, and then everybody in the comments was like, "Have a great holiday, guys! Hey, great! I hope the I hope the gang has a fantastic holiday." Because I'm always I'm petrified that if I do something like this, you guys will bail. So if I put up an older episode, everybody's like, "Fuck you, dude! Oh, I can't fucking believe you did this." Um. And, and it, uh, you know, and so that's one of the reasons why I get all freaked out. But when I saw that their fan base was just kind of understanding and was like, yeah, cool, man, enjoy your holiday and go, go have some fucking barbecue, whatever the fuck in my brain. I was like, well, you guys are, I mean, it's the same thing. You guys are nice and you, uh, you understand, I guess. Uh, and, and, and look, I've, I've, I've tried your patience for the past several uh, months by putting the show out on Thursday afternoon instead of Thursday morning. And I know that that's a thing that people are upset about. And I don't, uh, or I don't know if people are upset about it, but people have been very nice to not kill me over it. Uh, but still, the point is uh, that's so that's what we're doing today. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it. And then I thought about doing it. And then I was like, well, I should go ahead and use And then I saw that they had taken the day off and, and their fans were all kind of like, yeah, that's cool, man. Enjoy your holiday. And in my hand, I'm like, uh, I, I'm I'm not doing it because they're doing it, but I'm I've given myself permission to do it, 
And uh, even though by the time I'm done talking and doing the fucking plugs, I will have done a 45-minute show anyway. So what the fuck? Why don't I just ring this up as a goddamn episode and not put the old one on here anyway? What the fuck is wrong with me? See? You know what? I thought I was going to fucking shine it, and then the earthquake showed up, and it gave us 15 minutes of shit to talk about. Look at us. Look at us indulging. And in, in, you know what? Jesus, he fucking saved this show. I can't. I say all the time, I'm like, I don't know what this guy's thinking half the time. But instead, now, sure enough, he comes along. He's bowling with the angels. What the fuck I heard? Isn't that what it is? And no, that's it's thunder. Uh, if, if thunder is bowling with the angels and yeah, the and fucking, uh, yeah, I said jumping jacks. That makes sense. Yeah. Jesus is doing a fucking, uh, what, what other sport? Maybe he's pole vaulting. Yeah. That's what it is. He runs and then that's what causes the quake. And then he jumps in the air and boom, when he lands on the fucking porta pit, uh, it's, that's the last final shake. I don't know what Jesus is. Jesus having Olympics. Is he doing that sort of thing? You know, it's the 4th of July. It's America's birthday and Jesus is Olympiad. Uh, he's up there now with fucking Gabriel and possibly the devil even shows up, fields a team doing like a hundred yard relay race. Uh, potato sack race. Maybe it's a picnic. Maybe God's having a 4th of July picnic. That could be it. And that was the potato sack race. That's what the fucking, uh, the, the shake was God, uh, they get a, or a three-legged race with, you know, fucking God and Jesus. They got their legs in a fucking sack. They're hopping around and, uh, and Mary Magdalene is there waiting to fucking towel off his head. And, uh, God's got, and God's, God's dating some woman named Cheryl who Jesus doesn't like, cause that's not his real mom, but who cares, man? He brings her to the fucking picnics and Jesus is kind to her. He tries to be, he tries to be nice to everybody, but fucking Cheryl, you know, she fucking eats all the devil eggs and she shit at everybody in heaven. Everybody's like, why the fuck is Cheryl here? And God just like, Hey, I heard that. You know, I fucking hear everything. Are you forget who I am? Motherfuckers. God is furious that you don't like Cheryl. Uh, and Cheryl, just, but the, you know, and the thing is I'm with God on this, man. You know, you get older and you think to yourself, well, I got to find somebody, man. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, Mary's gone and whatever the fuck. And, uh, and you just want to enjoy your twilight years. So you find Cheryl who shows up in a fucking halter top and fucking Daisy Dukes and just her perfect toes. Oh my God. See, that's the thing. Cheryl's got that fucking manicure, that French manicure on her toes. Dude, is there anything sexier than French manicure on your toes? And then she's got the fucking acrylics on her hands and she just, and she just, takes such good care of herself and fucking God finds himself staring at Cheryl's stomach and everybody's trying to talk to him about the fucking crisis in the Middle East. And he's like, hold on a second, guys. Uh, have you seen what Cheryl is wearing? And they're like, yes, we saw what Cheryl is wearing. First of all, it's inappropriate for her to be at this meeting. Second of all, that's inappropriate dress for a meeting like this. But none of us can look askance at her because you'll fucking know it because you're God and you know everything there is to fucking know. You think Jesus didn't warn us not to look at Cheryl's ass when you're in fucking town, man? Because even if you're not in town, you can fucking pick it up. You got that fucking spider sense. You'll be like, God damn it. Quit looking at Cheryl's ass. And Cheryl's like that kind of hot that's like oblivious hot. You know what I mean? Where like she knows. All right. She knows when she puts on a pair of too tight shorts and a fucking uh, a T-shirt that's just with no bra. And she's just like, but she's just enjoying herself. She's free and easy. And she's like, hey, look, I like my new man. And, uh, and, and you guys can deal with it or you can't deal with it. Cheryl's just fucking along for the ride. And she'll be there as long as God accepts her. Um, but she also knows that if she, if she wanted to, she could toss him over for any fucking Peter, John, or Paul who's hanging around in the fucking background because they're all just fucking lusting after her, texting her, sending her fucking notes. Uh, and God's doing his best to keep it together. Cause he's like, man, I'm, I'm God. I got a ton of shit to offer this Cheryl. But for some reason, Cheryl then doesn't text back like nine hours later. And you're like, what the fuck, Cheryl, where were you? And she's just like, oh no, I, you know, whatever. Nobody had their phones out. And she, God's like, nobody had their fucking phones out, uh, because nobody else lives 2000 miles away from their fucking boyfriend. Why wouldn't you fucking text him when he fucking texted you the first time? Uh, and also Cheryl forgets that God knows exactly what was going on because he fucking sees everything. He's like Santa Claus. That motherfucker, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he knows when you're fucking having drinks with Eric at the fucking bar when you told him you were at home, motherfucker. What the fuck, Cheryl? Uh, hi. (laughs) We need another earthquake to cut the fucking uh, weed out of this, man. Gotta take the edge off this show.
Uh, all right. Hey, how you doing? God and Cheryl and Jesus. Um, so, hey, we're going to put up an older episode is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and bring you uh, you a, a Twitch uh, throwback, I was calling it, because all the new Twitch people can go ahead and tune in and find out about the old shows. I'll tell you what it's going to be in a few. Uh, oh, fuck, dudes. I saw Spider-Man. Let's go ahead and talk about that real fast. Uh, how good? How good is Spider-Man? It's just, uh, you know, I, and look, uh, I've talked to a friend of mine who I, he, he wrote me a note, a, a very leading text. He's just like, hey, did you see Spidey? And I saw it opening night, motherfuckers. I was I saw it at midnight on on Monday night, and so I wrote him and I go, "Yep, it's a perfect." Sp-. I said another perfect Spider-Man movie, and then he wrote back. He's like, "Oh, I did not like it at all." And I'm like, "Oh, all right." And then uh, it's my buddy Pat who likes you know he loves all the Marvel movies and stuff, but he just he just didn't dig it. And he's like, "I didn't like this, and I didn't like this." And I go, "I see that, but I think here's why they did that. It's that thing where." Then you wind up being a movie's lawyer, which I just fucking can't stand. You know, it's like, hey, I because first I just said I just went bummer. Uh, I said, well, agree to disagree. I, I, uh, and and because I, I didn't I know he wanted to talk about it. And so he, he told me all the things that he didn't like about it. And I'm like, I can see that. I can see that. I can see your point. But also, I, I view these movies through the prism of I'm 52 years old and these movies are made for for 18 year olds, in my opinion. Um, so I try not to get too caught up in the in the dopey comedy or the. I'm sorry, I heard a noise and it made me think of an earthquake. <laughs> it's it's my neighbor fucking with his screen his screen door. And I I literally thought I was like, oh, is it rolling? Is it rumbling again? What's happening? Is it back? Is there an aftershock? Um But my friend, he like he he writes this, I didn't like this, and then this, and I didn't like this. And I'm like, I see that. I understand that. I can I can see that. But then he's like, and I hated this. And I'm like, nope, that now, now you're wrong. I you know, there is a thing where uh he hated Mysterio the villain in the movie. And I don't want to get into it. Well, the hero or the villain. I don't want to spoil shit. Um, but anyway, I, I, like I said, a lot of you haven't seen it. So I don't want, I don't want to give it away and I'm not going to, but my friend was like this. I didn't like in this and this and this. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. But here's, here's why I think they did that. And here's why they did this. And, um, you know, I, I, I understood what he was saying, but at the same time, I recognize these movies are not made for 52-year-old men. You know what I mean? So you try not to be some weird nerdy fanboy. It's like, well, this never would have happened and this shouldn't have happened. Because, I mean, I could say that, again, truthfully, I could say that about anything. I told you about Endgame. I saw Avengers Endgame. And uh, there's a time travel thing. And I was just like, this is the fucking stupidest thing ever. Like, why? anytime you get into time travel, dude, you're fucked. Because there's no way to make that good or believable. Nobody can, nobody can convince me that the Hulk went back in time to go see the Hulk fighting other guys and he existed in the same plane. I know we're supposed to believe that monsters from space and fucking live action robots and, and, uh, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow is a superhero. I know we're supposed to believe all that crazy shit, all right? And we do. We give them a long leash in those movies. But uh, when you start telling me that in time travel... You send Ant-Man back in time and he comes back as a baby and then you send him back in time and he comes back as an old man and then he comes back as regular Ant-Man and he remembers that he came back as a baby. So you're telling me that Ant-Man knew he was an infant, a toddler. So that was regular Ant-Man in a baby body, but he had an Ant-Man brain. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, it was this thing where you're just, and then I had a friend explain to me, he's like, no, they put him through time. They didn't put time. They put time through him, not him through time. So it's like, it was the real Ant-Man. I'm like, so what? He was a baby and an old man. You're not, his bones would change. Like, I mean, it's, it's just anytime you get into time travel and all that bullshit, it's just like, no, man. And again, uh, they always do that thing because we've always heard forever. Hey, you can't kill a butterfly. 
uh, a million years ago, because eventually that means Tyrannosaurus will be a president. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck, man? We couldn't do any worse. So let's go back in time and kill four butterflies. We get four Tyrannosaurus presidents. What the fuck? But everybody's got that fucking theory about if you go back in time, hey, you can't just go back in time and kill Hitler because who knows? There might be a guy named Joe who's worse than Hitler. And I'm like, well, then we'll go back in time and kill Joe. If we've got the technology, let's just keep going back in time and fucking everybody up till we get it right. I don't give a shit. That cautionary tale about time machines and stuff is like, oh, you can't do this too much. Why not? Why the fuck not? If I get a time machine, that's all I'm doing. I told you I might kill Hitler, but first I'm going to stop and fuck Stevie Nicks in 1977. That's happening. And then we'll try to figure out the rest of our goddamn plan. To Emo Phillips is the best joke ever. He's like, they're like, uh, all right, we need you to, we've invented this time machine technology. You need to go back and kill Hitler and come right back. Don't do anything else. And he just says, Henry Ford says, yes. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Henry fucking Ford, of course. Um, brilliant. Uh, it, I'm, I'm, and believe me, I'm delivering. It's, it's a written joke, so I can't deliver it verbally because it doesn't translate. You had to see the name Henry Ford. Yes, or whatever the fuck. I understand. Um, but yeah, dudes. I mean, I, I, I can't. Uh, if if you you want to give me some time travel bullshit and tell me that I can't go back in time and I can't, you know, I, I'll just, I'll make sure. Give me the time travel. I'll go. I'll go back. And I'll make sure that, yeah, all right, if I can't kill Hitler, I'll just make sure he's never born. I'll kill his dad so he doesn't fuck his mom, all right? I'll kill, who is it, Larry Schickelgruber? I'll fuck that dude up. Don't tell me where to, where the fuck to go. Everybody's like, oh, man, you can't kill baby Hitler. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's a baby. That's fine. I get that. So I'll kill his fucking dad. He's probably a fucking weird-ass goddamn house-painting idiot, and I'll just fuck him up. Or, I'll, you know what, even better, I'll just get him a vasectomy. I'll just give Larry Schickelgruber a fucking vasectomy and then we have no Hitler anymore. I can go back in time and do a bunch of shit and fucking make it work. If you've got a time machine, you don't have to go back and kill Hitler. Go, there's plenty of shit you can do. You can make, you know what? Go make sure like a Jewish guy saves Hitler from drowning. And Hitler's like, God damn, that guy was fucking cool as hell. And then Hitler all of a sudden is like, you know what? I hate this mustache. And then he fucking just, be, he's an art guy. And then he, he's making paintings and they're hanging on people's walls. How fucking weird is it for you if you go back in time, you save, you have a Jewish guy save Hitler and Hitler's like, dude, the arts are pretty cool. So then you come back to like fucking 2025 or whatever the fuck and you look around and you're like, holy shit, Hitler's like Michelangelo. This is fucking crazy. But then you and your brain, you already know that Hitler's a bad dude. But now you're seeing all of his artwork everywhere. You're like, holy fuck, everybody loves Hitler now. I didn't want to do this. I should have fucking eliminated him instead of having to get saved by a fucking dude as he was drowning. But that's the problem, man. You get time travel and all these fucking multiverses open up and who the fuck knows what you're going to do. Next thing you know, the Hulk's eating 75 pancakes and wearing a fucking Tommy Bahama shirt. What the fuck? What did you do, man? Oh, wait, the and Thor's fat. Give me, a, you know what? If I, if I got a time machine and I got fat Thor, I'm going back in time to skinny Thor and going, don't get fat, you fuck. This is what you look like in, in five years. And he'd be like, holy shit. And he'd put down the ding-dongs and throw away the video game console and do some fucking high yah yahs Get in fucking shape, Thor, you fuck. So that's what I mean. I give these movies a ton of rope because if you want me to believe a bunch of crazy shit, I'll believe a bunch of crazy shit. And, uh, and so you can't, then you can't come to me and go, oh yeah, this was lame in the way they did. Cause I mean, I look, I could do that with every movie ever made any movie you want to put in front of me. I'll go, well, this would have never happened. And here's why, you know, like that. I remember they were running these ads for this movie. It was like fucking some black couple bought Dennis Quaid's house. And his wife had died in the house. And then I guess the Dennis Quaid was coming back and like stalking the family or some of that shit. And I, I, I only saw the trailer. I didn't watch the fucking movie. I saw two different trailers. And in my brain, I'm just like, I don't. If you're, if you're that black couple or that black family and the second you get the vibe from Dennis Quaid that he's a fucking weirdo, you're out of there. I know it's a tough time and there's a housing crunch or whatever the fuck. But dude, you're not going to let some fucking intensely staring Dennis Quaid looking motherfucker whose wife died in the house. 
come over and bring you biscuits the next day? Like the second he brought me the biscuits, I go, we're getting the fuck out of here, man. Obviously this house means something to this dude and we're not getting out of here. Either his wife's ghost is in here or he thinks his wife's ghost is in here. Either way, I'm not taking a fucking shower with a goddamn Quaid wife ghost in here. We're getting the fuck out. But every, so you could do that. I could take every movie ever made and to, and destroy the premise ad nauseum. I would just talk about it all the fucking time. Like fucking, uh, oh, Jesus, hold on. I'm getting things on my computer. Jesus Christ. Um, hold on to my neighbors yelling too. What the hell's happening? Good Lord, everybody. See, this is why when I was recording the show late at night, it made more sense because nobody's up. There's no fucking sounds. There's all silence. But now I look what happens. I recorded during the day. There's a fucking earthquake. There's neighbors yelling. I got hoo-hoo horns blowing into my goddamn fucking laptop here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invent a time machine and go back and record this show at night. How about that? Let's do that. Let's make that fucking happen. I won't get any fucking hoo-hoo noises or whatever the fuck. Hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. Uh, all right, everybody. Hi. So, um... So my buddy didn't like Spider-Man and he's like, yeah, man, I didn't dig it. And uh, here's why. And here's why. And like I said, I could do that with any movie ever fucking made. Uh, what, what else did I see this summer where I was like, I, you, know, you could, you could just tear it. And I will tell you this. I'm not going to do that with Tarantino. That's a movie I will absolutely not do it with. I, I, I won't be able to retcon Tarantino and fucking watch that. Cause I, dudes, I gotta be honest with you. I, um, when I saw Spider-Man, they showed the trailer for, for the Tarantino movie. And as much as I love Spider-Man, you know, yeah, I, and I, you know, me Avengers, I loved it. Uh, well, I mean, I had problems with it, certainly, as I just talked about, <laughs> but, but the Tarantino movie is, uh, that's it, it, it almost brings tears to my eyes. How happy I am that that's coming out. I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited. Cause I fucking, I love DiCaprio. I love Brad Pitt. I love Margot Robbie. I love fucking Timothy Oliphant. I, I love Tarantino. I love what he does. And I, I mean it, that that's my Avengers. That's my end game. That's my Spider-Man. That's the thing I've been waiting fucking years to see. Uh, you know, and hateful eight left me cold, certainly. So I'm looking forward to something that's set and literally left me cold. It was set in fucking in winter in the cabin and all that shit. But to see him tell a story that's like kind of modern day, cause that's what I've been waiting for. He just, t- he told a world war two story. He told a fucking old Western story. Um, you know, Jackie Brown is, is a fantastic movie. Reservoir Dogs is a fantastic movie because he, he has an eye for Los Angeles, for California, like Woody Allen has for New York. I mean, when you see, in Reservoir Dogs, in Pulp Fiction, dude, in Pulp Fiction, when Bruce Willis parks, because he's trying to go get his uh, his watch, and he parks and he walks across this fucking empty lot, and you hear the sounds, that's the sounds of of 1.30 in the afternoon in Los Angeles on a weekday. It just is. It's it, I can't explain it to you. You're walking and there's noises coming out of apartments, there's like daytime talk shows, there's little kids, There's there's dogs. There's traffic always in the background humming and he hops that fence. He walks through and then he, and then the, the apartment courtyard is so fucking perfect. Cause it's got the, it's just so California. It's like in the beginning of Pulp Fiction when, when Travolta and Samuel Jackson get in that elevator in the building, when they're going to see the fucking, uh, to get the briefcase, that's Los Angeles, that old school building with the fucking gate on the elevator. And you go up, it's this old, I mean, it's just brilliance. So watching the trailer for, for Tarantino, you know, I saw when I saw it the other day with with Spider-Man, they showed the teaser trailer, which is the one that uses the la 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 that song. It doesn't use the Neil Diamond song. So last night I was at my house and and 
I watched the new because I mean I'm just I'm excited and you know me I'm I'm you know I don't normally watch trailers and all that shit I'm waiting for the tickets to go on sale, but I fucking uh, I watched the long version trailer last night and there's this part where you know in the beginning it's all it's it's setting up who who Rick Dalton is and who Pitt is and there's Kurt Russell talking to Pitt on the set who another Kurt Russell fucking genius another guy I love and uh, and then halfway through the trailer it does this turn where Rick Dalton says. Uh, uh, it's official, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a has been. And then he goes, and I, you know, I live here and who lives next to me. And it's Sharon Tate lives next door to him, but it does this shift. All of a sudden the music shifts when he says, I'm a has been, cause they're outside of Musso and Frank's. And then it shifts to look DiCaprio in his pool in his backyard. And he's on a chaise lounge at twilight in Los Angeles. And he's got a beer stein and he's just, he's sitting there. And then the music shifts to the to the, to the Neil Diamond, the, the traveling, whatever the fuck show. I can't remember the name of the song. But, but the line is hot August night, and uh, it it literally is this twilight in California. DiCaprio's floating on the raft in his pool, you know, and and that's that's eight thirty p.m. in a on a summer night in in August. That's it's still light out, but it's that burning twilight kind of. And then it pans out of the backyard, and it goes and it shows the Manson family like walking up a fucking road in the in the in the kind of the burning twilight like the whole the whole pallor changes in the trailer with the music and the and the atmosphere and it's Los Angeles it's so Los Angeles and that's his strength to me i mean i i i love him his right you know clearly his writing his directing all of it but he knows Los Angeles in, in a way that that other filmmakers know like i said Woody Allen knows New York i mean they're they're these these filmmakers or or John uh, Ford knew the West, you know what I mean? The, the uh, Western towns, it's, it's craziness to see, you know, you just feel it. It's palpable. And that's why Jackie Brown, like when he, you know, they do the thing at the fucking Delamo mall and then, and then De Niro and, and Samuel L. Jackson drive away and they park on a side street. And it's just, it just sounds like Los Angeles. It's these shitty side streets that you can get anywhere. And he fucking shoots him and walks away. Uh, God, it's just, I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I watched the trailer again last night. So, um, I can't tell you how excited I am, but it's, it's, I keep checking for tickets when they go on sale. And to the point where I went, when I went to see Spider-Man, I went to the guy at the counter. I go, Hey, I go, when did the Tarantino tickets go on sale? He goes, Oh, you know, I'm not sure exactly when, like they might go on sale an hour, you know, like, like two weeks usually before when the movie comes out, I go, okay, the movie comes out the 26th. So are you saying, I go, it's normally the first, it's the, the Monday, two weeks before it comes out. I said, so the 26th of the Thursday, so that's the 19th and the 12th. And then we're looking back. So probably like July, like maybe this Monday, you think they'll go on sale? Well, I can't say for sure. You know, it's usually two weeks before, but you got to keep checking the website. And it's like, dude, the whole point of, of knowing is I want to be awake because they go. What I'll do is I'll get an email usually from the Arclight on Monday morning at 8 a.m. And it'll say, hey, tickets on sale for these new features. And I, I need to be up. I can't. <laughs> I, 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 I'm seeing the first show. I, and also, I will tell you this. He's showing it at his, his theater here in L.A. at the New Beverly. Uh, you know, T- Tarantino owns a theater. I've talked about it here before. Um, Ahmad and I went to see Reservoir Dogs when he was in town. It's, uh, it's midnight movies uh, every, every Friday and Saturday night. But then there's, there's all these... Uh, what's, I can't even think of the fucking word. Basically, they show, uh, you know, old movies. Like, he, he programs it. Tarantino programs it for the month. So, like, you could go watch the Poseidon Adventure, like, on a Friday. Or uh, this week, this month, because of the movie coming out, they've got DiCaprio Mondays. So, they had uh, Inception showed the first Monday, and Gilbert Grape is showing next Monday. Um, 
and, and they, they released their schedule on the first of the month. They go, this is what it looks like. Or on the, on the 30th of the previous month or whatever. The last day of the previous month, they released the new Beverly schedule so you can see what's coming out and what the Midnight Movie is going to be. Um, they showed Pulp Fiction. Uh, there is the Midnight Movie in December, I think it was. And fucking Travolta showed up. Or it might have been in March. And Travolta shows up. He posted a picture on Twitter of himself outside doing like the, uh, the, the Vincent Vega pose. Uh, the dance pose outside under the marquee that said Pulp Fiction. And then he went in and said hi to everybody and met people and stuff. It's just it's just a fucking that's the kind of shit that happens in L.A., man. It's fucking beautiful. So uh, I told you, I've been there when Tarantino showed up. I've, I've seen I saw a screening of Jackie Brown with Tarantino in the room. I mean, I, I've and then, of course, we did the burlesque show for him. So I've met him and been able to tell him, thankfully, how much his stuff means to me. But this uh, th- but he's showing. Because usually what he does is, he'll, you know, the show, the movie will open in L.A. and then he runs it uh, at his theater. Like Hateful Eight, they ran the road show the night it opened. So, but but his theater is so fucking small and it doesn't have assigned seats. You know, it's usually all these giant theaters too. But I always want to try to see it in his theater first. So he announced, he didn't, the tickets aren't on sale yet. But they're literally showing it the Thursday night before it opens at the New Beverly. And he'll be there. I know he'll fucking be there. I have to go. So I, I'm I'm waiting with both the Arclight and the New Beverly to find out exactly when it goes on sale. Hold on. There's yelling. Okay, never mind. It's just a fight. <laughs> there's, not, there's a rumbling voice quake. Someone's having a voice earthquake here in my goddamn neighborhood. Um, so I'm excited to see Tarantino. I mean, I loved Spider-Man. I, I did. Like I said, hey, could I tear it apart? Could I nitpick the shit out of it like my friend did? Yeah, I could. But... The things that I wanted to be perfect were perfect. So I don't I don't want to there's and again I don't want to spoil for you guys, but I truly enjoyed it. And I will tell you this. I saw another movie this week. Uh I saw a movie called Midsummer. Midsummer. Summer? Midsummer. Uh I didn't know what it was. I, I had no idea what it was going to be. All I knew was it was made by the guy who made Hereditary, and it was set in Sweden. And it was probably a horror movie. That's what I had seen. And then I read the slug line where they're like, a, a, you know, a group of friends attends a Swedish cultural festival. Like, that's what it was. So I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, and so I went in completely blind. I, and I haven't seen Hereditary. So I, everybody told me that I should have seen it. And it's and it's intense and all these different things. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I was willing to go in and see what this was, just sight unseen, just on this guy's reputation and having heard from other people what they thought of Hereditary. And uh, and so I, gra- I grabbed Scott. I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, because we saw Spider-Man in separate theaters. I saw it. He saw it with Lenny and his daughters on Monday night in, in a different arc light. And I saw it at the same time. And so the next day I text him and I go, hey, look, there's a movie called Midsommar coming out. I go, would you want to see that tonight? Can you go to a movie two nights in a row? He's like, sure. So like I said, I haven't seen Scott. This is only going to be the second time I'm seeing the fucking guy. So uh, I picked him up. You know, I grabbed the tickets for the theater and I'm like, uh, you know, I had asked him where he wanted to eat. Because when I when he and I went to eat the first time, I took him to a nice place. I took him to a place called the Bellwether. And uh, we had some octopus. We had just, you know, it was a good dinner. It was fun. We hung out. So this time, though, I knew he, he was talking about in L.A. He's like, there's places he wanted to go and wanted to have. He'd already had an In-N-Out burger. He'd had a fat burger. He'd had those things. So I said, hey, have you had, uh, did you get good tacos yet? He's like, well, we did get tacos. He goes, I guess they were good. It was just this one place we went to. I go, well, look, I go, because I picked them up in the valley. I said, there's a boutique taco joint, like, right up the street here. I go, it's Taco Tuesday. So tacos are probably, like, two, three bucks. I said, more like three bucks. But they got everything. But it's a, it's a little fancier because it's a, it's a place you can go. I said, but... If you just want to go taco truck, there's a really good taco truck like a mile and a half from the theater. It's the one by the three clubs where Lily did the burlesque show. And he's like, fuck, I want to go to a truck. I said, all right, let's go. So uh, we went down to Hollywood. We went to the fucking taco truck. And and again, I, 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 
I can't stress enough to you. Eating off a truck is just the fucking delight of, of, of the world. I know everywhere in Portland, everywhere that's got food trucks, but just when you find a good taco truck and it really, and it nails it, uh, Scott's like, Hey, I'll, I'll get dinner. I was like, all right, cool. So Scott got three out pastor tacos. Uh, I usually get too much food at the taco truck. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, man, I got a couple of tacos, maybe a burrito or maybe a torta instead, whatever the fuck. But I was like, dude, don't be a psycho. So he, he got three Al Pastor tacos. And then I said, all right, I see it. I need a carnitas taco an Al Pastor taco and a tripa taco. And, uh, if you don't know what tripa is, it is, uh, it's stomach, small intestine, basically chopped up and fried. And it is fucking crazy. Delicious. Holy fuck. Is it delicious? Cause it gets caramelized. They crisp it up. Oh, dudes. So, uh, then they have a fucking table of all every salsa you can imagine, everything from from green to habanero. They got radishes, they got fucking red onion, they got regular onion, they got grilled onion with grilled fucking jalapenos. All that shit you can just pile on. It's like a fucking salad bar for free that you can pile on your goddamn tacos. So, and then Scott gets a bottle of soda. Six tacos and a bottle of soda, 13 bucks. 13 bucks, dudes. Two a taco, one for the soda. Holy, f- I'm just, and I laughed. The ticket to the movie was 15 so we fucking grabbed some chairs. We sat down. You're sitting under a canopy with fucking artificial light. You know, you're in the parking lot of a fucking mobile. And uh, and he sat down. I go, dude, 13 bucks for dinner. And he goes, God damn, dude. He goes, that's fucking amazing. And he's, he put the fucking habanero salsa on. He's going to work. He's fucking sweating. I'm eating. And I told you, there's just no, it's just such a fucking California feeling. It's so great. You know, when, uh, when I was dating Randy, Randy and I, you know, our first date date that we did was we just, we went to a movie. And we went and saw it and we saw it. I'm, I, and she, cause she lived far away from me. So I was like, why don't you come up, you know, you stay the weekend at my house and, and we'll go, we'll go to a movie. We'll do this. So we went to see it at the arc light and we saw it in a full theater and it was so packed and people were, you know, jump screams and scares and laughing and high five. It was just, it was the, one of the best movie going experiences ever. And you know, the whole time she's holding onto my arm and I got a hand on her thigh and you're just, you're to get that closeness feeling and, and just, but also you shared this common experience with everybody in the fucking room and you're laughing and it's just, you're, you're scared and you're jumping and you're flinching, but you're laughing and it's just, it's just crazy. Awesome. It's so great. Uh, so sure enough, we, uh, left there and I was like, Hey, I go, there's a place called castles. I go, are you, are you hungry? Like, what do you want to eat? And she goes, well, I don't know. I said, are you, cause I go, there's a place called castles. They have really good cheeseburgers. It's an old school diner. They got pie and all that stuff. And she's just like, I'm not, she goes, you know what? I don't, uh not really hungry should we go get like can we just get like a taco somewhere and i was like well i know where there's a taco truck and she goes oh my god let's go and dude we went to this taco truck and the same deal i got her a couple tacos i got a taco we just sat there under the light got a bottle of coke you know and then afterwards i'm holding her in the parking lot i'm like oh this is perfect like i don't i don't ever want this to end like i don't want to go anywhere ever again this is this is it was perfect went back to my apartment whatever i was just it was it's just such a great California feeling that casual, Hey man, let's just go get a taco in a fucking parking lot and, and, and wolf that down. And so Scott and I did, we got three tacos and he was like so hungry. He's like, I got to get a carnitas taco, man. I got to get another one. I go, go ahead, dude. I, their carnitas kick ass. He grabbed them and cause apparently, hi, I'm from 1976. Those carnitas kick ass. Uh, so he grabbed that, grabbed the carnitas and he sat down and he ate that. And we talked to some guy at the table. He was just a nice guy. And, and, uh, and then I took Scott, I drove around Hollywood because he had this stuff he hadn't seen. So I showed him the Troubadour, I showed him the Whiskey and the Roxy, I showed him, uh, you know, you know, 
places where Van Halen was the comedy store and the Viper Room and everything. And and he took photos. He'd never been he'd never been to Hollywood. The guy's been here a month. He hasn't been to fucking Hollywood. So we drove around and I took him, you know, to places on Sunset. I said, Well, this is here. This is Sunset Boulevard. This is Rock and Roll Ralphs. I mean, all just just nonsense, just Los Angeles nonsense. And uh, and then we went to go check out the movie and we got a parking spot like right in front. We walked inside and we saw Midsummer. And uh, again, I can't, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to spoil it. I will tell you, if you were planning on seeing it, you should. Uh, if you weren't planning on seeing it, I think you should. Um, if only so I can have more people to discuss it with and talk and peel the onion of Midsummer with, that would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> I would really like to go ahead and touch base. Uh, um, it was funny when it ended, you know, the movie ends and uh, I turn it's, you know, I turn around, I look at Scott and Scott looks at me and he just goes, uh, freaky. I go, well, that was a movie. And, uh, and we both started laughing. Uh, and then we started to appeal it. You know what I mean? Then, because that's also my favorite part is when you start talking. It's like when Randy, after it, we were talking and uh, we wound up going to the Dodger game the next day. I told this story on the show. I think we went to the Dodgers game the next day and a kid had a red balloon. And, and so to this day, now Randy will text me red balloons whenever she sees them anywhere. It's fucking crazy. But Scott and I wound up and we, we, we sat outside and we talked about the movie and we peeled it. We talked that we did this and that and the other. And, and just uh, it was fun to have a running buddy. You know what I mean? I don't get enough running buddies. I don't get enough people that I can just go do this and do that and, and fucking hang out. It's it's um, it's really it was great. So and so and also to spend time with my brother. I mean, I don't you know, I haven't talked to Scott in fucking forever. You know, we, we we never really had a falling out. I mean, we had we fought when he was younger, certainly. But then you just grow apart. And uh, and when I say grow apart, I wonder if it's if that's me. You know, if I grew apart and I didn't reach out and I don't talk to these people and I don't find them and I don't. Uh, and that's true. You know, I mean, I text on a birthday or call on a birthday or, and, and it's not enough. You know, my brother, Andy, I haven't talked to him in six years, seven years, probably now. Uh, not even texts, you know, I, I think I'm, yeah, I bullshit. I might've texted him like four years ago or something, but it's been, it's been forever. Like I don't, because I did this thing where, you know, he, his life became complicated and you try to help them out and you do what you can to help them out of their complicated situation. But when they, they're not, they're not you can only reach down so many times to help somebody up. Uh, but if they don't reach up and take your hand, there's nothing you can fucking do about it. So you're not going to be sitting there constantly with like, you know, uh, someone's going under for the fifth time, whatever in the waves and you're holding out a life preserver and going, dude, here, take this. And they're just like, well, hold on. I think I can, I think I can do it this way. I, there might be a starfish who comes by and I could go ahead and wear it. Like, a, and it's like, I dude, I, I got enough problems. I know that sounds ridiculous. I don't because I don't have any real fucking problems. I'm not in a cage somewhere and I'm not I, I get all that. But you. You try to help until you can't try to help anymore. So I, I I've distanced myself, you know what I mean? And and uh, and and so it was good to to spend time with my brother. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm getting to at this point, but seeing him was fantastic. You know, but I find myself on an island more often than not these days. And so I'm I'm ashamed that he was here for a month and I only got to see him twice because, you know, it's not he hey, look because you do the thing where like he didn't reach out. Well, yeah, but I didn't either. You know, I reached out three times, two times. We went out the third time I got him. He was already in the car on the way down to Santa Monica to go to the beach. So uh, so, you know, that that's fine. But I mean, there were. You know, when he, I, I thought, also, I also thought he was here longer. He had told me he was here till the end of July. So when I picked him up for the movie the other day, I'm like, Hey, I go, um, you know, we had talked about all these places you wanted to go and stuff you wanted to eat and try. I go, when do you leave? He goes, Wiley, Friday morning. 
I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I go, I thought you were staying through through July. He goes, well, I thought I was, but then it changed, and I got to get home, and I got to do some stuff, and 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 I, I just the lost opportunity of having him in my town for a fucking month and only getting to see him three times is, uh, I mean, it's just fucking terrible. And now I'm mad. I'm just mad. I could have reached out at any time. You know, I, I mean, I could have finished Twitch streaming and grabbed a phone and said, Hey, let's go get, let's go eat. Let's do this. Let's hang out. Uh, that's why I loved it so much when Ahmad was in town last year for Christmas. He was here for two fucking weeks and we just, we watched wrestling. We'd fucking joked around. We went and got food. We hung out. We went to movies. We, we just, it's, it's so important to have somebody and it doesn't have to be somebody you're fucking. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it's just, if you find people reach out, uh, and it's easier for me to say than do. I wind up in my apartment. I wind up surrounded by nothing and silence. And I, I will admit to you, I love it. Uh, you know, I was going to record this show yesterday, which was Wednesday. I was like, all right. And I told myself in the morning, I'm like, you're going to get this fucking done. Cause you got to go to a cookout on Thursday. You can't fucking jeopardize that. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, uh, and then finally I, uh, <laughs> I, it, last night I was sitting there and I had to, I was t- telling myself things. I'm talking out loud. I'm like giving myself like a weird pep talk. I'm like you got to do this and here's why, but then there's this and this and, da, da, da. and then, and then I just went, all right. And then I, I fell to sleep and then I woke up today and I'm like, all right, you got to fucking record this dude. And I started recording it, you know, whatever it was, ten fifteen, and uh, uh, and then a fucking, and then an earthquake hit, basically telling me, yeah, you should have done this fucking Wednesday, you dope. Um. So I, I, and and then of course I spent the last three hours or whatever the fuck online getting all the reports. It's a six point four, officially. Quakebot said six point six, but it's a six point four. Uh, I'm glad Scott was here for it. I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, like I said, I'm supposed to go to a cookout at his place and, and, uh, and, and I got to text him when I get out of here, but it's, but it's another thing too. We're like, they haven't texted me to tell me what time, if there is a cookout or what time yet. And so I get this thing. And again, I'm sure you all do it. We all do this. He told me five days ago about the cookout. Yeah. We're going to cook out on the on 4th of July. I said, great. I'm in. Tell me what you need me to bring. I can bring buns. I can make a salad or whatever the fuck. And, and, uh, and I've heard nothing about it since. I talked to Scott on, on Tuesday when we went to the movie. I go, hey, is this thing still happening on the 4th? He goes, yeah, you know, Lenny's got a show Wednesday night, and then we're going to cook out on Thursday. I said, okay. I said, well, I haven't heard back about it, if I'm supposed to bring anything or whatever. He goes, I go, what time is it? He goes, well, he goes, it's weird. They get started late here. He goes, I'm used to being up at like 6 or 7 in the morning. He goes, they're not up to like 10 or 11. He goes, I'm sure it'll, we'll start cooking around noon or whatever. I'm like, all right. So uh, so now as I'm, I'm recording this, it's right now it's 4 and and maybe they're texting me. I'm not checking the phone because I'm talking, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I keep thinking like if they wanted me there, they would text me. Isn't it? And look, we all have this in, inside of us. We all have this person who lives inside of us. Well, if you were, if you wanted me there, you'd text me the time and tell me what time to be there. The very fact that I have to ask for a third time, what time is this happening? Do you need me to bring anything? Makes me think that I know this is wrong, but it makes me go, well, they don't want you there. And I know that's incorrect. They want me there. It's just they, they're they not as efficient as they should be or they just assume that I'll just come by or I don't know. And and it it gets, it's that weird thing where you're like, well, I don't want to fucking invite myself over. I mean, if you guys are doing your thing, I don't want to be that guy. And then, that, but that's what happens. You do that and then a month goes by and your brother's going home. Unless you fucking reach out, unless you make yourself known, unless you go ahead and check, you're going to wind up on the short end. 
Because that's with Scott. I'm like, well, Scott's not texting me. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's got stuff going on. Because he's applying for jobs. He wants to move out here. He's doing all sorts of So I'm like, ah, maybe he's busy. I'll stay out of his hair. And then sure enough, I find him. I talk to him. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm doing nothing. I'm literally sitting in the apartment with the girls. And I'm making sure that they're okay. I'm literally doing nothing. And I'm like, well, why don't you fucking text me, dude? And he's like, well, I don't know. I, I, you, you know, I didn't hear from you. And I'm like, ah, motherfucker. I didn't hear from you. You didn't hear from me. And now you're going home. It's fucking dumb. We're all just counting minutes till we die. Reach out. And I know this is for me, not for you. But I, I blew a whole month with my brother in town that I could have seen and hung out with. Literally. I, I, I find myself craving friendship or craving companionship. And I mean, he was here and I didn't reach out. And now he's going home. But the funny thing is, I see that lesson reflected in my face with what I've heard from him on Tuesday. And yet here we are on the 4th of July and I'm still not texting to go, what time do you guys want me over? Because I don't want to be a bother who, who invites himself to a party that I know I've already been invited to, but I haven't heard from them. It's fucking weird, man. And maybe it's just me. I keep saying we all are like this. Maybe you're not like this. Maybe you guys are awesome and healthy and you reach out and you know what the fuck to do. But I'm uh, I'm just that guy, man. I'm a dude who fucking... I, I just, I, I don't, it's, I will talk myself out of anything good immediately. Let today's earthquake be a lesson. Let that be the shakeup. Send me a note. Tell me anytime I fucking sound like I'm doing something like I just go, Hey man, shake up or Hey man, earthquake. Cause I tell you what, if I got swallowed by the earth, by that fucking earthquake, then I wouldn't even be here talking to you guys now. And what would I have? I, I'd be clawing out of rubble covered in dust and regret. Fuck that man. And look, I've done this speech how many fucking times on this show? It's a prevailing theme. Every minute that goes by is a, is a minute closer to death, and I'm wasting them. And I don't want to. I don't want to. And yet I do. Because I also take comfort in wasting them. I do like silence. I do like being alone. I do like doing nothing. I do very much. I told you my instinct is to do nothing rather than anything. But fuck. Then then that happens, and, and you find up. You wind up regretting your brother being here and gone. God damn it. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go to Sweden for a festival. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what. There's a very specific festival I do not want to attend in Sweden. I'll tell you that. But I want to go to others. But like Cincinnati. I had been planning on Cincinnati. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the theater triples in price. And all of this. I, it just everything. You just go, ah, fuck. You know what I mean? It's just. And I let that beat me. That's the thing. That'll knock my fucking dick in the dirt immediately where I'm just like, uh, all right, well, then fuck Cincinnati. Well, no, no, I want to go. I still want to go. It'd be nice to see people and hang out. I just now I got to do the legwork and try to find a different theater because what I, you know, I told Colette, one of the reasons I wanted to do a show in Cincinnati, I'm not doing a show in Toronto, but I want to do a show in Cincinnati because I would really like to get a show together that I could actually take to other cities that I could actually start performing live. I mean, it's fun to go and hang out with people, but at the same time, I am a performer and, and at one, at a certain point, people are like, are we just traveling to have hot dogs with Mike? That's fucking stupid. I'm sure they want to see me do the thing that I do. Hanging out with me is nice. I love seeing all you guys, but I'm saying for you, that can't be enough. You got to want to see me do the thing that I'm supposed to do. If you're going to fly in or travel or drive or whatever the fuck, aren't you coming in to also see me perform? Aren't you coming in to see me do the thing that I do that fucking made you want to want to see me in the first fucking place? Nobody wants to just sit down and drink Kool-Aid with Mike. Fuck that. Everybody wants to sit down and drink Kool-Aid with Mike. Holy shit. Let's do it. <sighs> don't regret anything. And, and, if, and if you have regrets, like I, I just read something the other day and it was like, Hey man, you know what? Your, your, your whole fucking life could be a, could be a fucking disaster, but you can stop that right now and rebuild from this point to call this point Z 
and then call now A1 and go from A1 forward and rebuild everything. And I, and I know that's self-help bullshit and I know it's Zig Ziglar nonsense and I know it's fucking therapy garbage, uh, but all that stuff can be helpful. I will tell you this. There's a guy, I don't, even wanna, I don't even know this guy. I don't know who he is, but he came into my orbit via Twitter and he's fucking, he's just, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's, he's, he's got a brain thing where he, he's, he's full of hate for himself and he's whatever the fuck. So I, over the past like four days, I would check in on his Twitter and he's constantly going to kill himself. And so in the, in the thing, everybody's just like, please don't No, you're the best. And then he's like, I need money. And he puts out a GoFundMe or whatever the fuck or cash Venmo. And, and someone's like, the reason he came into my orbit is because someone that I follow on Twitter was like, Hey, if you know this guy and you're in LA, you need to go to his house. Like right now, like right now, because things are happening that, I mean, we need to, we need to mobilize and save this guy. Um, and, and so then I read his stuff and I'm like, oh man, I just, you know, I don't know what I could do to help this fucking guy. I'm like, can I reach out? I, I don't know. But then I read like he was in a relationship with somebody and he starts name checking her and I guess she broke up with him. That's what started the spiral. But then I check her Twitter and, and she, I get her side of the story and then you're reading it and everybody's mad at her because she's leaving him when he's like this. But she's like, I can't save him if he's drowning and I can't, you know, I, I'm tried. And she puts, she literally puts up screenshots of her texts that she sent him to try to fix him and help him. And, and people are still like, you're a bitch for leaving him when he's like, this. it's just, I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this even unfolding? Why is this happening? I don't, and, and it's that thing where you, you have the instinct in you to be empathetic and you want to help people. But at the same time, you just want to go, well, eventually you got to fucking help yourself, dude. I mean, I'm reading shit for four days where you're basically talking about you're going to fucking kill yourself and everybody keeps telling you not to. And you're just like, no, I'm gonna. And I was like, I, all right, I don't, I, I, there's enough in me to where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't understand, uh, when people get a fucking loose screw in their brain and that kind of shit happens. I just don't, I can't relate to that. Suicide has never, ever crept into any sort of any of my territories. Like I've never went that, that never went, I never went. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the solution. Fuck that. That's ridiculous. I got Tarantino to see in two fucking weeks. I can't check the fuck out, but I recognize it's a very real issue and a very real problem for certain people. So you want to have empathy and you want to help them. But then eventually, you know, if you're, if you're trying to help somebody for five hours and they keep saying the same thing over and over, and they keep telling, you no, eventually I, I, and look, I know I'm supposed to, but at the, at the end of the fifth hour, you're just going to go, all right, well, I mean, I'm here if you need me, I guess. Good luck. You know what I mean? And, and I can't imagine what it's like for people who've put in 11 years of that work. I guess is what I'm circling around to. <laughs> um, I hope I've never left you guys in that in that headspace where you thought, well, Mike, if you just did this, if you just did that, because I mean, we can all do that. Believe me, I kill myself with that every single night. Uh, but please recognize, I I know I have all of you in my corner, and you're all rooting for me, and and I want to do the best I can to to uh, to pay that off. I want to be a responsible friend who does good things and we'll all be happy. Let's all be happy. Shouldn't that, we, we, oh my God, holy fuck, I just looked at the time. Um, do I put the old episode in here? I still got to do the plugs we're going to get to a buck and a half. Wow, is that weird? All right. Uh, all right, this is not a Twitch throwback episode. Maybe next time. How's that, everybody? Who knows what comes next week? As you can see, right now, everything's a coin flip. We started Thursday. It's a goddamn earthquake right now. And, and look, who even knows if there is a next week? I don't know what the fuck's going on in D.C. I'm going to go ahead and stop down here and go ahead and start recording the plugs, but I'm going to check Twitter to make sure we're not dead and D.C.'s not fucking exploded in tank fire. Who the fuck knows? Uh, if I can be here next week, I'll be here next week. I can only hope you'll join me next week. Okay? All right, let's make a pact. If everything is, if the smoke clears and and all the rubble settles down in LA and DC, 
Let's all meet back here next Thursday. Cool? Cool. You guys can get me at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Uh, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. How about that? Let's throw the fucking actual thing in there. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me at PS4 Network and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Mike40YOB in all of those places. Mike40YOB. Find me in those places, please. Be my friend. Reach out. Follow me on Instagram. I put up a, a fun photo of me when I went to see Spider-Man this week. There was no Spider-Man stuff to take pictures of. I was kind of shocked. So we had to settle for a, uh, another famous movie guy who was there. So there's a photo on my Instagram. Go check that out. And I want to be more active there. And yes, I don't. I'm, 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 shut up. Nobody gives a fuck. No promises. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, the PS4, uh, all of those places. Please find me. That would be great. Uh, Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. Go ahead and find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Reach out and be his friend and tell him you think he's great. Uh, and of course, David Max Hernandez does all of the badass artwork and music for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and be his friend on there because then you can peruse all of his photos and all of his, uh, folders that he has all sorts of the artwork that he's done for this show, etc. Um, if you want to hire him to do stuff, that's a really good thing to do is to be his friend on Facebook because then you get an idea of the work that he's done. Like I said, he's done work for this show. Also, the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page, you can find his artwork in the timeline photos there or the cover photos, I think, the cover photos. Um, he's just done fucking amazing work for us for the past 10 years. He's the, he's the greatest and you definitely want to get on board with him. Go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Uh, he also has a, a closed Facebook group called this is dumb. That's dumb. I'm dumb. You're dumb. And if you want to join that, he's going to ask you three questions that you have to answer. No, don't be cute. Answer the questions. Then you'll get in the group. And then people share memes. People share outrageous internet stuff. And then he creates characters that are, uh, they need to be seen to be believed. What you need to do is join that group in order to check them out. And like I said, you can hire him to do this stuff. He also has a website called artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. You can go there and check more of his corporate stuff. He worked for one of the largest advertising agencies in the world for 20 years. He's got a body of work that's ridiculous. Uh, and, and I, you know, I would hesitate to say I'm, I'm more proud of his body of work that he's done for us than he did anything for the advertising agency. But still, you can get an idea of his corporate stuff at the website, artbydmh.com. Uh, but go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, be his friend, look all through all of his photos, his folders, and then you will have him, he'll be your guy, you'll be his guy, it'll be fantastic. And if you want to go ahead and look, and he'll paint anything, he'll paint your aunt, he'll paint your sister, he'll paint your brother, he'll paint your boyfriend, he'll paint your dog, your cat, your parakeet, whatever the fuck you got. And he'll paint, and it's not like fucking, you know, on a big ass tricycle with a giant wheel, and then you're at the fucking boardwalk eating taffy. Unless that's what you want, he can do that for you. But he works in oils, he works in watercolors, he works in amazing uh, paints. I don't know anything about paint, but I know the two of them that I just mentioned. Uh, but still, go check out his work at the This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I Dumb, I'm Dumb page. Uh, like I said, that's a closed group. You'll have to answer some questions to join it, but please join it. That would be great. Go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, become his friend there, and you go look through all of his photos and see all of his artwork. Or you can go to artbydmh.com. That's his website that has a lot of his corporate stuff. If you were thinking more along those lines, it just gives you a great spectrum of all the things he can do by going to Facebook, by going to the This Is Dumb, That's Dumb page, and by going to artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Sir Basil Wilmington, thank you for seeing us. My name is Mike. My partner Mex is off working on the love theme from Shit Brigade. I am pleased to meet you. In this scene, you are buried under Shit Mountain. It has just collapsed and you need your Shit Brigade to bring their Shit Brigade tools to extricate you from your shit coffin. So I'm covered in feces? Almost a mile's worth of feces. Am I alarmed? 
Of course, you were shocked. You told everyone shit mountain would stand forever. And now you need your shit brigade more than ever. I have prepared. I am ready. Anytime. Great Scott! No longer is around the corner where fudge is made. Tis time to call the shit brigade. Good Lord, that was amazing. I have more. Really? Yes. Darling Penelope, we are covered in colon butter. I loved it. I mean, that's terrific stuff. Thank you, Sir Basil. Do you, what, you have more? Yes, indeed. Are you ready? Please. By the Queen's corsage, it is a fudge dragon. Mud monkey. Chocolate grumpy. Ass cracker doby. A sphincter mouse. Gangster dump. Buckingham shitlog. Schitzkrieg. A limey loaf. Pinched one Churchill. A double-decker is rolling through Shittadilly Circus. Oh Thank my you. God. Thank Sir, you. Sir, Sir, Basil Wil- Sir Basil Wilmington, you are our Captain Isaac Scat. Sponsors? Well, of course. Who wouldn't want to sponsor a podcast that started to come out later than it's supposed to come out? Why wouldn't you back up a show like this, huh? <laughs> We're pushing that boulder uphill courtesy of our good friends over at the Paranoid Strain. That's right. Our friend Fearful Jesuit does the Paranoid Strain podcast, which you can find in the iTunes store right now. His Tour de France. No, that's not the right phrase. His uh, Tour de Force. <laughs> his Piece de Resistance. His uh, Ennui Sacre Bleu, if you, will, if you will use another French phrase, friends, French phrase, friends. Uh, is in the is in the store now. It's the latest show. It's the assassination of JFK. Uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, is it about the assassination of JFK exclusively? Well, no. I can tell you, he, he does a full hour about the the term psychomotor epilepsy. What if he brought that to your table? How, get, are you now interested? Now, how much would you pay? Well, now it's free. Fearful Jesuit puts out the Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store right now. Do me a favor, go subscribe. Go subscribe and download it. If you haven't listened to any of them, listen to all of them because they're all fantastic. Listen to the most recent one. Like I said, it is a it is a fucking sledgehammer of information and debunking and an onion that gets peeled in ways you wouldn't even think it could be peeled. It's the uh, JFK assassination brought to you by Danny Unicorn and our good friend Fearful Jesuit as they take it apart. They have interviews. They have facts. Uh, they they always uh, they, they like I told you, they've made me wonder why uh, President JFK's brain is missing. I didn't realize that it was. I mean, I, I learned so much from this. I didn't know that Jack Ruby died an innocent man. I didn't realize that uh, uh, there were the hobos on the and the square. All of these amazing things, folks. I don't. I don't want to give away everything. You've got to go listen. Um, but it's the it's the Paranoid Strain podcast available right now. Go ahead and download the goddamn thing. Uh, subscribe in iTunes. You get all of them. Like I said, they're all fucking perfect. And then you can leave a review in the iTunes store talking about how much you love the show and how affecting it was. And also, please remember to mention us. So then Fearful knows that we're making a difference and we're getting people to go ahead and tune into his show. That would be great if you would do that. Thank you for thinking of us and uh, thinking of him and letting him know that sponsoring the show still makes sense. Uh, you can write him. You can find our friend Fearful Jesuit. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Write him a note. And, uh, and get him on board and say uh, and tell him that you love the show and you love the fact that he's advertising with us. Tell him that you think he's great and he's good and all of those things. Probably great more than good. Uh, but always remember to mention us so he knows it's a good idea that uh, he's sponsoring our show. Like I said, go to the iTunes store, download all the episodes, leave a review in the iTunes store. So, uh, so iTunes thinks that he's a hitter and they know about his great, fantastic, history-laden show. And also make sure you tell Fearful Jesuit, you tell iTunes that we sent you because then people go, oh, well, that's that Mike Schmidt character who hosts the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast that comes out sometime on Thursdays, usually in the morning, but not so much lately. But he'll fix that. Damn right he will. 
And then they'll start talking about that and they won't realize about, they'll stop talking about Fearful Jesuit for just a second. And then they'll come all the way back around circuitously and go, you know what? Fucking Fearful Jesuit. He puts out a show on time. That guy's the best. So they'll realize that it's a, it's a, it's a team up. It's like a Marvel team up of two guys. And we're like the wonder twins. We put our rings together and it's shape of a guy who does a informationally dense podcast that comes out on time. And I'll say form of a dude who lets his Thursday get away from him and doesn't put out a show when he's supposed to. And yet people for some reason still listen and are very kind to him. Boing. And then Gleek the monkey will come along and him and Aquaman will point at us and laugh. And then we'll interview him on the show. What if we did that? What if we did a Wonder Twins show? The two of us took a shape and a form and we talked to Gleek the monkey and the Aquaman. Now that's a packed room. That's a morning zoo you don't want to be a part of. Me, Fearful Jesuit, Gleek the monkey and Aquaman. Oh, there's not enough microphones in the world to capture all of the fucking knowledge and genius that's coming out of that goddamn show. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll tell a friend. And then Aquaman will do that thing where he goes, and the fucking rings come out of his head and he'll talk to a swordfish and then the whole of the show will end. Oh, actually, you know what? Aquaman, when we do the show, it's me and Fearful Jesuit on the mic. Gleek the monkey's doing like monkey ooh, ooh, ah, ah, bullshit. And then fucking Aquaman's going, and he's telling our story to the ocean. Some fucking mackerel's coming by and going, oh, that's hilarious what Fearful Jesuit just said. That was fucking great. And there's a hammerhead shark and he's like, fucking that Schmitty's hilarious. Why is Curly from the Three Stooges being channeled by Aquaman? I had it the first time because it's like, it's like, that's, you know, he has those rings come out of his head. And then all of a sudden a fucking crab is furious because Aquaman insulted him and his family. Because they're not really ocean creatures. That's that's how fucking Aquaman does it. If you don't live in the ocean, he's pissed at you. Anybody who can live inside and outside of the ocean, he's like, "Fuck you, man." You know, because you you gotta live in the ocean to be part of Aquaman's crew. That's you gotta be you gotta be submerged. He's only that's who he is. He's like, "Yo, what's up, submerged motherfucker?" That's who he's friends with. If you're like a penguin or some shit, and you're like in the water sometimes, and you're not in the water, he's like, "Fuck you, man." Just pick a lane. Pick a fucking lane, says Aquaman. Oh, you're a walrus and you're like on an ice floe. And then sometimes you're in the water and then sometimes you're not. Oh, I get it. You can breathe without gills. Fuck you, man. Aquaman's furious because you know why? You're stealing his gift. You're stealing his shtick. That's his shtick. He's like, hey, check me out. I'm in the water. I'm talking to fish. Hey, check me out. I'm on the land. I'm talking to a human. I'm all things to all people and fish. I'm the fucking best. And then a fucking penguin sashays up in his goddamn tuxedo and his fucking chilly willy hat and a fucking scarf. And he's like, hey, check me out. I'm totally talking to people, too. And he dives in the water. He's like, haha, I'm talking to sardines. And Aquaman's just like, man, fuck you, you jagoff. That's my fucking shtick. How dare you, you biter? How dare you bite my Aquaman style? You can't bite my flow. And then all of a sudden, a fucking whale comes over and swallows that penguin. And he's like, ha ha, motherfucker. That's right. Blue whale attack. You didn't see it coming. Fists up high, baby. Uh, Gill life. What's up? Gill life forever. Aquaman just sprang fucking spray paint on rocks under the sea. Under the sea. Uh, hey, we have a black Ariel. I know you're all thrilled about that, right? I just saw that fake controversy yesterday. This fucking world is over. It's over. People are arguing about black mermaids and flag shoes. Get the fuck out of my fucking world. I don't want to see any of it because I have to be on Twitter for my job. I got to be on social media. And I see these motherfuckers like setting fire to Nikes and mad at them and fucking mad at Ariel and black mermaids. And who the fuck cares, man? Jesus, fuck. I'm so tired of everybody trying to be funny or having some commentary or pretending that that shit hurt them. I saw some chick today. Fuck this morning. She, she's a conservative writer. I don't know. So fucking Oreo just put out like a package and it's like, hey, man, pick your pronouns. And I don't, I don't know if the cookie itself said, hey, him, her, they, them, whatever the fuck. What gives a fuck? It's a fucking cookie. That cookie could say, fuck you, Mike, and I would buy it and eat it. 
But these this woman's like, I don't need sex mixed in with my Oreos. No more Oreos for my family. Well, then fuck you. You know what? Go eat Chips Ahoy. And, and then w- when you're done eating it, they're going to be like, guess what? Chips Ahoy favors transgender people, you fucking dick. So now you got a belly full of transgender hope. That's it. Enjoy that with your Chips Ahoy, you fucking. I'm talking the soft and the crunchy. You can't escape the Chips Ahoy game. They love all transgenders. Every style of Chips Ahoy loves them. Crunchy, chunky, crispy, fuck, whatever the fuck. Eat it. And you support the transgender community. You know why? Because people are nice. Because who cares? Because transgender people like cookies too. Get off their fucking back. I don't want pronouns mixed in with my Oreos. No more Oreos for my family. Really? Did you talk to your eight-year-old about that? Mom, can I have Oreos for my lunch? No, you can't, son. Why not? Because they've decided to support pronoun people. Mom, I'm, I'm in third grade. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. Can I have a cookie? That's what I think. I, you know what I like? I like Cookie Monster because he eats all cookies no matter who they vote for. Nobody gives a shit in the voting booth who Oreo is pulling the lever for. They're delicious. Anything that's delicious can support fucking p- pronouns and leave them the fuck alone. Also, who gives a fuck? It doesn't affect your life at all. Because I'll tell you what, I go to the store, there's 8,000 different varieties of Oreos on the goddamn shelf. Golden Oreos, fucking green Oreos, mint Oreos, marshmallow Oreos, mushroom moon Oreos, whatever the fuck, they're all there. Carrot cake Oreos, birthday cake Oreos, fucking apple pie Oreos, root beer float Oreos. They're all, buy those. I can't buy root beer float. It's a gay drink. It's right there. It's got a creamy head on it. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You fucking stupid, uptight, ridiculous, judgmental cunt. How dare you fight with cookies? Do you not have a mirror in your home that you can look in and go, I'm fighting with cookies. What the fuck happened to my life? You write for the Federalist. I'm sure you have a college degree. You're fighting with cookies. Oh boy, you showed them. You you landed that huge right hook on Fig Newtons and sent them down for the fucking count, you dope. Cookies are delicious. No fighting. Bite them. You want to really punish them? Put it in your mouth and chew the fuck out of them. Jesus, people are stupid. Flag shoes. Nike's going to make flag shoes. Then they decide not to make flag shoes. Then everybody's like, oh, how dare you not make those American flag shoes? And they're furious. And now that stupid Betsy Ross flag, people are like going, yeah, that's the real flag of America. And so now all these conservative assholes are flying. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You care about a flag or a cookie or a shoe at all. Grow the fuck up. Live your life. Put your kids through school. Be kind and generous to everybody you meet. Who gives a fuck? God damn it. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what their lives are like. You don't know what their childhood was. You don't know who they are. People have their own fucking agendas and they try to force them on everybody else. And who the fuck cares? And I know you'll be like, well, Oreos is forcing their pronoun agenda. Well, then don't eat the Oreos. Go eat. Go eat. There's 4,000 different Oreos. And who gives a fuck? It's cookies. You're fighting with cookies. You're a college graduate and you're in a fight with cookies. You fucking dope. What a fucking world. I demand Fearful Jesuit do a show about cookies. Do it. You do it. Do me a favor. Expose the hypocrisy of people fighting with fucking cookies. Could you do that for me? Fuck these assholes. Jesus Christ. I don't get it. Fighting about shoes and cookies and bullshit. And why? The paranoid strain available in the iTunes store right now. (laughs) Go ahead and download that fucking thing. It's the fucking best. My man is the man. 
Uh, hey, you want to do cameo? Of course you do. You want me to call you and tell you some cool stuff about yourself? You want to fight with me about cookies? I can do that. Get the book cameo app on your phone and find my face there amidst the sea of famous people. Who did I just see this? Dave Foley just signed up from Kids in the Hall. I can't compete with that shit. You want to have the guy who did the Jesus is a, is a carpenter sketch. You want to have him call you, right? Don't you want to do that? Call Dave Foley on Cameo. You don't want me calling you. I'm just going to bitch about Oreos and pronouns and cookies and whatever the fuck. Or I'll do whatever you say. Put it in the list. If you want me to debunk Oreos or denounce them and, and their use their pronoun cookies, I'll be happy to do that. I give a fuck. It's $15. The fuck do I care? Jesus Christ. Hire me for your Cameo. Book me now. Put it on your phone. Find my face and hire me to do whatever the fuck you want me to do. I'll do it. I'm a monkey. Me and Gleek. Me and Gleek the monkey. I want to Actually, how does... How does Aquaman make monkey noise sound to his fucking family? Like, if because we're talking and we're like, whatever the fuck, ha ha, things are dumb. And then Gleek is like, whatever the fuck, ooh ooh ooh. And then fucking Aquaman's gonna go like, because the fucking rings come out of his head and they send that radar, that fish radar. You think Aquaman's fighting with cookies? No, he's more pissed off at fucking all these other goddamn things for stealing his his fucking wheelhouse. Like I said, crabs. Crabs, either in the water or they're out of the water. Aquaman's like, fuck you, man. Pick a lane. You can't be in or out. Aquaman's an uptight dude. Uh, all right, man. You want to drive for Uber or Lyft? You don't. I can tell you that right now. But if you do, use my code. <laughs> Driving for Lyft, you can use my code. It's Mike720057. That's all caps. M-I-K-E 720057. Mike720057. Use that code when you sign up to drive for Lyft and I'll get a spiff. God knows I need it. And if you're a first-time Lyft rider, use my code, Mike720057, and I'll get a spiff off of that. Five big ones, I think. Five bones, I believe I get. I don't know how Lyft handles their business. Everything could change now because they're all just trying to fucking ruin everybody's day. I just saw some thing now where people are trying to expose Uber because they lied about surge rates and they're they're cutting prices even more, or cutting fares even more. Like they, they still charge the customer the same, but now Lyft is taking more, or Uber's taking more of the money. And not giving it a drive. I don't know. I, all, all I know is I literally have to be back in the car this week. I have pushed it as far as I can. I keep threatening every goddamn week to you. I get it back in the car. I truthfully do. I have to drive this weekend. I have to start driving again, especially all through the month of January or, or, or July, because I'll be in August. I'm traveling a ton. You know, I'm gone the end of the month. I'm in Toronto for 10 days. So uh, I got I to gotta make some money. I got to go ahead and do something like that. I got to get ahead of this baby before I wind up in the street. I sat here last night. Just I, I'm talking to myself and I'm like, dude, you I as much as I love silence and hiding and whatever the fuck else, I mean I love the Twitch streaming and all that shit, and that'll all still continue, but I still gotta pay bills. So I'm just like, God damn it, you gotta fucking I, I guess I'd hoped I'd have found a gig by now. I was in the mix on a writing gig somewhere. I can't get into it. Uh and it looked really good, and then all of a sudden it kind of got everything got thrown on hold. And I don't know if that was because of me or because of them. I don't I get it, that thing where I like I said you don't want to send too many emails because then you're just like, hey, uh, what's going on over there? And they're like, stop bothering us. You know, you're like, I'm just checking. I got fucking rent to pay, motherfucker. I got to figure out if I got a gig. Um, all right. So the point is, I'm, I'm an Uber and a Lyft driver. And so are you if you want to be. Use my Uber code DJZW1YTTUE. That's all lowercase. DJZW, the number one. Y-T-T-U-E, all lowercase letters with the number one in the middle. D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's if you want to be a driver at Uber, and that'll be the code you can use. Or if you're a first-time rider for Uber, I'll get a spiff off of that. Ah, spiffs. That's the only way to go. Get those goddamn spiffs and make those happen, right? That's what you want to do. Uh, spiff it up. 
Hey, I got a YouTube channel. Did you know that? You want to talk about money? Go watch my YouTube stuff. Uh, all the podcast uh, stuff is on there. All the older episodes, all the archives, if you will, of the podcast of the 40-year-old boy live there. Along with some other things, there will be Twitch clips up there eventually. That will be fucking hilarious for you to watch. You'll love them so much. Uh, <laughs> the um, YouTube channel is, I think it's just... Uh, the 40-year-old boy. Yeah, it's youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. But if you Google the 40-year-old boy on YouTube, you'll find it immediately. So I'm there lurking. Find my YouTube channel. Become a subscriber. That would be even better because then, I'll, you know, like I said, if I'm over, I, I have to, I need more and more subscribers because then I can make more and more money off the advertising and hey, whatever the fuck. Even if you never watch it, go be a subscriber. Let's game the system on these motherfuckers. Uh, the same thing applies at Twitch. Did you know that I'm on Twitch? I'm streaming video games. I am, goddammit. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm streaming video games. I was in a Spider-Man kick this week. Uh, and it's Thursday. I'm going to go to my cookout uh, if it's going on. I checked the phone and we're, they're just starting, I think. So it's going to be a late night with Schmitty stream tonight on Thursday. Uh, I'll go up for a couple hours. Then I'll be up tomorrow, Friday. I'll be up Saturday. I'm going to be streaming all weekend. So I stream all the time. Um, Spider-Man, I'm going to start a new game this week too, uh, like a scary game. So I'm excited. I need to have a better schedule for that. I do realize that, but I'm, I'm going up late tonight. If you listen to this show all the way through, which you probably won't, but uh, either way, I'm there all the time. If you, but here's the best thing. If you follow the channel or subscribe to the channel, you will always be notified when I go online. So you'll know when a stream starts. And if you've got time, you can pop in and say hi and jump into the chat stream and we'll all have a good time. Um, like I said, I'm doing Spider-Man uh, because I saw the movie and it's what's stuck in my brain. So I'm going to do more Spider-Man uh, at least for the next couple days. And then uh, there's a scary game and there's all sorts of different games coming up. And like I said, once I get the Raspberry Pi rolling, oh, look at me promising things I've been promising forever. But the point is, follow the channel, subscribe to the channel, because you can do that through Amazon. If you're an Amazon person, which we'll get to in just a second, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can do a Twitch Prime subscription that costs you nothing and gets me five bucks. Now you got to renew that every month, but it's still five bucks in my pocket that you didn't have to pay. That's right out of Bezos's pocket. That's like walking up to Bezos, hitting him on the head with a goddamn sap, reaching into his pocket and pulling out a fucking crispy Abe Lincoln and handing it to me, baby. Let's do that. Let's fuck up Bezos in the interim and hand me a crispy Abe Lincoln. Why wouldn't we do that together? So do that, please. If you're an Amazon Prime person, go ahead and do a Twitch Prime subscription to me uh, on the Twitch channel, the 40-year-old boy Twitch channel. It's the super angry guy, Gene, happy, good time twitching hour that's never just an hour. Please go ahead and jump in there and be a follower and a subscriber, and it would make me look like a hitter to Twitch. And uh, we're an affiliate already. We want to be a partner. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to be a partner. Uh, and a lot of that, uh, by the way, it's all on me. It's that you have no heavy lifting to do. You just come in and watch games and comment and have fun. But uh, I'm the one who has to try to fucking really promote this goddamn thing. But the point is, if you're there and you sign up and you become a friend and a follower and a subscriber, uh, it gets the numbers up and it makes things easier. So please do that. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. Then you'll always be knowing always be knowing, A-B-K, always be knowing, uh, subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever I'm on streaming. You'll go ahead and come and visit us. That's great. Uh, YouTube, I mentioned, uh, oh, Amazon, we're talking about that. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the uh, media page. No, that's a lie. Go to the merchandise page, which is the Joe Business page, and you go there, and there you'll see the Amazon link just lurking. If you click on that, then you're shopping, man. And that costs you nothing but five seconds of your time to find my website, go to the merchandise page, and click through the Amazon link. And then anything you buy helps the show. We get a taste of the gig. It helps us out. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out in a perfect symbiotic relationship between all three of us. Because you were going to go to Amazon anyway, right? You were going to buy stuff there anyway, correct? Well, this doesn't cost you anything extra but five, ten seconds of your time and they wind up giving me money. I get a I get a cut of everything that you buy, and that really helps support this show. This, uh, you know, that Amazon, Twitch, 
uh, those really help support the show in ways I can't express. They, uh, you know, I still have to drive. I'm going to have to get in the car, but it's going to cut down drastically on the driving because I can put that time into Twitch. And um, any any money helps. I mean, really, it just it, anything that allows me to make a living talking or being a uh, comedy person, I guess you'd say, if, uh, being myself. You know what I mean? Not having to go out and drive strangers around. It really helps. So please use the Amazon link. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the merchandise page. Click on the Amazon link. And then you're shopping and we get a taste of whatever the fuck you buy. Whether it's the biggest thing you could buy on Amazon, some $40,000 necklace, or if you buy a fucking, I don't know, a USB cord for $3, we get a taste of it. So thank you for thinking of us. Go ahead and use the Amazon link whenever you can. Uh, so like I mentioned, Amazon helps. Twitch helps when you subscribe and you follow. Well, not following. Following doesn't, I mean, it helps because I, I have followers. But if you subscribe, that would really help on, on Twitch because I'd get money. But um, Patreon also exists. If you want to be a Patreon of this show, you can go to patreon.com and find me. It's uh, it's the 40-year-old boy. Just search for the 40-year-old boy or Mike Schmidt on Patreon. You'll see my big head lurking there on the, on the banner page. And uh, you can become a patron of this show. Uh, like our good friend, Walter Keegan, who has now stepped up and become a Patreon patron. He, uh, I think he discovered me through Twitch. And, uh, and then he discovered the podcast. And then he went and become a Patreon patron. He really helped me out by joining up this month. And I appreciate that so much, dude. Thank you, Walter Keegan. Uh, of WK, uh, WJK Creations. That's his name in, in Twitch. I shouldn't probably give that away. I'm fucking ridiculous, but I just did. Uh, but he's nice enough to pop into the stream all the time and help me out there. But then he sent me a nice private email note. And, uh, and you know, it, it, I'm, I'm very happy when people can find a reason to, uh, to become my friend. And Walter heard the show. He's, he, he learned of me through Twitch, I believe. Uh, he might have heard me through Never Not Funny, but then he found me on Twitch. And then he listened to the podcast. Uh, he sent again, he sent me a long, I don't want to get too much into the email he sent. And then he listened to the podcast. He's like, fuck, I really want to listen to your podcast now, which makes me very happy. So thank you. Welcome aboard the podcast, Walter. Welcome aboard the Patreon page, Walter. And thank you for your continued support on Twitch, Walter. You've helped me out immeasurably. And also, you know who else has helped me out immeasurably? Our good friend, Ann Zill, the amazing Ann Zill, who I've had the pleasure of meeting actually when I was in Cleveland, I did a show in Cleveland, uh, in 2012. And, uh, she was married at the time with our, our good friend, Joe evil. Uh, and the two of them came to the show. We posed for a picture together, which was totally fun. And uh, and they got to see my live show. And now Anne also supports the Twitch page. She's she's there all the time, which really makes me happy. And also, she has bumped up her Patreon uh, monthly promotion. She she was giving a certain amount, and she just kicked it in uh, some more money. She actually almost doubled the damn thing. So, uh, Anne, thank you so much for helping me out on Patreon, because I'll tell you what, I, I won't lie to you. Uh, I lost a lot of money last month on Patreon I, I, for some reason. And for I and look a lot of money, whatever the fuck, um, you know, but I lost like, I, I lost about a hundred bucks worth of subscribers last month, which for me, because I figure out my whole life to the goddamn penny, eh, it kind of kicked me in the ass a little bit. I won't lie to you. Cause every time I get that thing that, uh, you know, and then there's the exit surveys, people are very nice. And they're just like, oh, my financial situation changed or I don't, you know, some, some people have genuinely said, Hey, I don't care for this creator anymore. And all that's fine. I totally get it. Um, but uh, so for Anne to step up and almost double and then Walter to join, we're, we're just climbing back up that hill. We're trying to get to arbitrary numbers and trying to make it work. Because uh, like I said, I want to come. I'd like to start doing live things in addition to just doing the. Uh, whatchamacallit, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't remember. I got fucking distracted. Uh, oh, in addition to doing Twitch and, and podcasting, I'd love to go out and do live stuff. Whatever the fuck we we've talked about it a billion times. But the Patreon page makes it a make keeps me afloat. Patreon, Twitch and Amazon are uh, three forks in the trident, the comedy trident that keeps me 
afloat. And I appreciate that very, very much. Thank you so much. So Anzil, thank you for stepping in. I'll tell you this. Anzil was the woman who recommended the show that I was supposed to do this week. That was going to be the Twitch throwback. And, uh, and I was going to use her photograph because I have a photograph uh, of her and I, um, and her ex-husband and from Cleveland and, uh, but they're still great friends. So that's not awkward or weird, which is good. And that would have been the picture I would have used this week. But instead, uh, I'm, I've gone a different direction. And I continue to talk and want to put together a podcast when I didn't think I was, was because of goddamn earthquake, whatever the fuck. So, um, thank you. And for bumping up your Patreon. Thank you, Walter, for joining Patreon. And if you want to join Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com and look for, I think it's slash the 40 year old boy, or at least look for the 40 year old boy on Patreon. You'll find me, you'll donate. And, uh, it's very important to me that uh, that people join and help me out. And I appreciate everybody who has. I appreciate everybody who's given a dime or a laugh to anything that I've ever done. I know it sounds maudlin and ridiculous, but it's totally true. Um, I don't work nearly hard enough to pay you off for all of the support you've given me. Uh, case in point, the show is again coming out on a Thursday fucking afternoon. But please know, uh, you know, I love you guys. And, and I'm glad you help me. And I'm glad you keep me afloat uh, and do the best you can to help me be the best I can. Now I just need to help myself be the best I can. And with your help, hopefully we'll get there, but thank you for supporting Twitch. Thank you for supporting Patreon. Thank you for supporting, uh, the Amazon page. All of those things really, really help and keep me afloat and keep me out of the car and keep me moving forward toward being the performer, the entertainer and having the career that I want to have. And I want to be so thank you so much for that, for thinking of me and doing that. And now uh, I got to go to a cookout, man. Uh, hopefully it won't be another aftershock earthquake. And I also, I will tell you this, I checked on the parade in DC and they are getting fucking rained on and it makes me laugh. I, nobody stole a tank and started blowing shit up, which is too bad because unfortunately all, all instead they got rained on. So it's like, it was ruined anyway, but not in a cool way. So, and also I, I, I saw riots. I saw some guy burn the flag and I saw another guy steal the flag and yell at him. And then I saw people taking photographs of people getting rained on and laughing and people are pointing and, and there's protesters and there's proud boys. And then there's these assholes. And I'm just like, I don't even I don't even know why you would ever go there. Like if you're a journalist, I suppose you have to go to to cover it. But what are you doing sitting in the rain supporting a, a, a military parade? And then look, I and I guess maybe if your your dad's a colonel and you want to watch him go by in his dress blues, whatever the fuck, good for you. I mean, I, I'm I'm not military families have a reason to be there because that's that. But but if you're there to fight and burn flags and shoot and yell and freak out and you know, it literally, literally anytime you see those things, it's uh, when you see the proud boys break out with Antifa, whoever the fuck people are throwing milkshakes on one another. People are burning flags or people are chanting MAGA and they're telling you to get out of this country and build a wall and all that shit. Anytime you see those people yelling at each other, you know what I think of? I swear to God in my brain, I just go tastes great. Less filling tastes great. Less filling. That's all it is. These maniacs in red hats, these people with face masks pulled up to their eyes, uh, these people with fucking jack boots and fucking white nationalist tattoos, these other fucking idiots, like I said, throwing milkshakes and yelling and whatever the fuck and burning fire. Who gives a fuck? Why have you done this? It's the same thing with the shoes and the cookies. I just don't fucking care. Tastes great. Less filling. Tastes great. Less filling. Tastes great. Less filling. Tastes great. Less filling. That's this entire fucking country. Tastes great. Less filling.
Fuck you, Schmitty. You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Egg, 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 egg.